Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you in the know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. True believers, and welcome to another issue of Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. In the event of a water landing, Alan can be used as a flotation device. (laughs) In the event of such (laughs) a... I can't even talk. It's a sudden pressure loss. Please make sure to strap Chewy onto your face before strapping Chewy onto the face of others. (laughs) Please be aware that if you are sitting next to an Ian, you have a responsibility to make sure other passengers get out safely. If you feel unsafe, please speak to a flight attendant in order to get another seat. When the Ryan light is on, please remain in your seat with with your Ryan buckled. (laughs) (laughs) We got there. Chewy stole mine. I was like, please make sure to put on on your Ian before helping others put on their Ian. I felt a lot of pressure. Not gonna lie, I had a bit of a panic well, it's good, attack because you don't want a sudden loss of pressure when you're in an airplane. That's no. a joke. No. I thought the sudden loss of pressure <laughs> was, was that what we're referencing. Yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> anyway, Ryan spilled water all over the floor. It's we not had all over. It's, it's like all small, over. It's like a small. It is. It is it like is, it is being absorbed by a hand towel completely. Uh, is it? Is, is it, it Ryan? Ryan? I didn't even get on the. Fl- it's on the. It's, it's not, not absorbing your, like, the water. It's on the cables. Oh my god! Now there's sparks. There's there's everywhere. 
Now we have Alan, to what do we do in case of emergency if the podcast is, is going down? We're going out the window if that happens. Yeah, I think we're just busting out the window. I was going to say, we're like, gonna use if, your guitars to break the window <laughs> down. You know what? If the pod, podcast is going down and we're just now realizing it, that's a problem. Put your head between your <laughs> knees. Oh, that shark, that you know, shark our, got our podcast was never ago. up. It's true. Head between your knees and do something. <laughs> and kiss your butt goodbye. Anyway, hello, everybody. Welcome to Four Color Commentary. If this is your first time with us, you're very confused. But yeah. if you uh, This are... is not about airplane safety. No, this is... This is if you're about... returning, this is par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Um, this <laughs> this podcast is about comic books. Uh, and if you are returning uh, Four Color Cadet, we salute you and uh, wish you a very safe drive to wherever your final destination may be. But that doesn't make any sense, now does it? Because the word destination no. means final. So final destination doesn't make any sense. That's the name of those movies, though. Well, no, yes. because you might have oh multiple gosh. destinations. Like, this is mm. first stop. Yeah, because you're going Those are somewhere. stops. Your destination is where you end. Well, let's look this up later. <laughs> let's talk to George Carlin. I think Let's look disagree. this up later. Um, anyway, but... I uh, can't. He's dead. <laughs> thanks, Chewie. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway. We're going to Leonard Skinner this podcast. Leonard Skinner? <laughs> yes, Leonard Skinner. You know like, what I meant. You know, I have that, that pronunciation. Like Bill Cosby? Like Leonard Skinner. <laughs> like those three guitars. That's a weird pull, Chewie. <laughs> but bringing you back around to the comedians, I like it. Um, so uh, before we get into the show itself and talk about our comic books uh, and silly things, uh, which you can tell because we're delaying it, how excited we are to do it now. Um, there are a couple ways you can reach out to our show if you'd like to do that. Uh, way number one is to visit uh, the the website of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, which is uh, we are a part of. So you can go to stuffandthingsnetwork.com, click on the uh, the episode uh, artwork, or I'm sorry, the uh, podcast artwork for our show, and uh, you can go to a page where you can subscribe to us on uh, iTunes or Stitcher uh, or on Google Play. Uh, you can also reach out to us via social media there, uh, Instagram, uh, we have Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, all the all the social media sites, except for Friendster and MySpace. We don't have those. Snapchat. And Snap- well, Snapchat we're working on. Um, and you can also uh, reach out to us uh, via email. There's a big contact us button. You can click on that and uh, type up a little a little message to us and select our show. And we will read that on our show. And we also like seeing reviews on those different things. So on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, Google Play, please leave us a review. Feel free. Uh, we do like reading those too. Uh, so all of that is at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Now, before we get into the show itself, uh, we like to treat this uh, as good old Smile and Stan would. And just like any good comic book, we want to say, you know, maybe this is somebody's first comic book. So what we have to do is tell you who we are and some of you already know might be able to recite this and you know what please put your hand over your heart and recite the pledge of allegiance (laughs) as we ask the eternal question to alan alan who are you and what gives you the right uh my name is alan and i like things like manga and web comics um that's kind of my niche and you can find me on twitter and instagram at marginally talented m-r-g-n-l-y talented where you can find me drawing things um and uh generally i like uh art and panel layout so that's what really drives me to a book ah i feel like i know you so much better now oh yeah well i feel like without that like i would be like who is alan all right who is this guy well i would like to know more about chewy because i feel like i don't know you well enough well Apparently, you could strap me to your face in the event of sudden pressure loss <laughs> in the cabin. That one. Um, all right, I'm Chewy. You can get at me uh, on the social media on Twitter at uh, Chupacabra. That's C H E W P A C A B R A on Instagram. L underscore Chupacabra. That's E L underscore Chupacabra, as spelled before. 
Um, you basically want to talk to me if you like books that are a little bit darker, a little bit grittier, sometimes in the physical realm, i.e. blood spilling, eyeball popping, and tooth knocking out in. Uh, also, like maybe psychologically, you're like, oh man, this mental anguish this person's going through. Oh no, the torment. Basically, if you look down at the book you're reading and you think, man, that's metal, that's a chewy book. Hey everybody, that my, makes more sense. my name's Ian. Uh, I like to read, uh, I like to kind of bring a, a very a sort, a varied assortment of books, but I like to be the one denizen of uh, DC and Marvel comics. The big two is they're known uh, in Who's the- Who's uh, Dennis? <laughs> Dennis is my dad, Dennis's son. That's what oh, I said, Dennis's son. Dennis, son. Um, right Dennis is not the name of my dad. That's, that's, a, bunch um, of, that's a bunch of Norse uh, etymology there for you. <laughs> yes, um, but uh, we I, I like to bring those, spot. and I usually bring ones. Uh, any, anything that has a good story is a book that I like. Uh, sometimes the books I bring are good, sometimes they're bad. It's the continuing experiment that is the Ian books. So, uh, yeah, but anything with a good story I will like, even if the art is not so hot. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I try to find something I like in every book that I read. Hi, I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hey, what's up? I like, uh, oh, not much. How are you, Chu? What's up? Not much. How are you? I'm okay. Okay. That's that's good. Continue. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you for You're welcome. allowing me to continue. Ryan's very, very soft brand of humor. <laughs> you are like a Bob Newhart. I've been listening to Bob Newhart. That's me. Absolutely <laughs> Bob Newhart. <laughs> call me Bob. He's the Bob Newhart of this podcast. Yes, he, is, he really the is. Bob Newhart of this podcast, I which means King that Kong. I like. I listened to the King Kong sketch. It was really good. Oh, yeah. Classic. <laughs> I like comics as art and comics as literature. Oh, that's his catchphrase. He did it, you guys. Oh, he yeah, did it. it. Yeah. Uh, I like science fiction and kid-friendly books and uh, tend to, uh, I don't know, lately I've been reading more and more sort of swords and sorcery kind of books, mm. uh, which that's I don't new know for you. if that's new for me or I just watched Lord of the Rings and I just want everything to be like Lord of the Rings now. I don't know what it is. That sounds like... <laughs> Except for yep. The Hobbit. You know, there's this book, there's the this show about this game that people play involving... Are you talking about that Throne of Swords show? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's uh, the one. That has, fi- has the, the fire The murder simulator and, show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lord of the Rings with adult content. <laughs> that's the what it is. Oh, but see, I like kid-friendly books. Oh, uh, but it's okay. It's okay. not a book. This is a show. Well, but it... I'm pretty sure it's also a book. Well, there's, but they're not comic books. Actually, I think there is a yeah. one. Yeah, no, George R. R. Martin does actually write comics as well. I'm sure. Except, you know, now he doesn't write anything. He yeah. just is, is procrastinating. Um, so that is the four of us. And, of course, there are four sections of our show. But like the good mystery we are, like any good comic book, we never reveal everything right up front. So we'll jump into the first section of our show, uh, which is called Here's My Issue. Now, in this part of the show, we each bring an individual issue, pass it around the group. Not physically, because we read digitally uh, most things here because it's easy um but we uh all read each other's comics and we come together and we talk about uh what we thought about them so uh every week we have a uh a person who draws or every other week i'm sorry we have yeah. somebody who draws a short straw and i believe this time alan hey do i it's, finally get to go first yes yeah, you, you do, do. it Yay. is you that's what they say first is tell the us worst. about so you did something a little different <laughs> tell us about what, what you brought <laughs> what <laughs> Tell us about what you brought this time. Uh, so I brought some books, uh, like I said last time, they are uh, backstory and a little bit of character development for uh, some characters from the very popular game, Overwatch. Ah, Vigi Games, huh? Vigi Games. Is that like so, Mario's? A little bit, like and, Mario's. Uh, and the Senex? The Fast Runners? <laughs> He's got those shoes. Just so fast. Is that Zorlda? Zorlda. <laughs> And Matroid? Okay, no, it's, it's different because I don't have a video game system that can play that that new game. Anyway, oh, the new game is actually I a first-person shooter, but like what Blizzard does, they like to put as much story 
um, behind it as possible. So they take, uh, they basically took some characters and they created this whole world. And one of the ways they portray that is through a couple of um, uh, comics that they made. And you can find them online at uh, playoverwatch.com uh, under the comic section. Um, I, I made you guys decide between two that I figured you would each like. Uh, and then you picked via my you know, weird, mysterious explanation of what it was. So we ended up reading three books. They were 10 pages each. The first one was uh, Junk Rat and Roadhog by Robert Brooks and Gary Shuko. Uh, we also read... Oh, I got it right here. Oops, wrong button. Uh, whoops. I can't McCree? push buttons. McCree is the second one, correct? Yeah, McCree was the second bum, bum, one, which bum, was bum, bum. Robert Books and Bengal, which was... The, Ooh, a tiger drew this book. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, and then we read... a talented uh, tiger. And then we read Farah by uh, Andrew Robinson and Neskane, also a single... Really yeah. awesome. Like, I wish I could become an artist and have a cool one name. What All you need be? is a DeviantArt account, I think. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> um, so each one goes into, like, is a little bit of story and a little bit of back, uh, like, personality to those characters. And for a first-person shooter, that's kind of unheard of. So um, I'm... I know these characters really well because I'm a giant fan of the game, oh. but I figured I uh, wanted to see what you guys took away from these three stories. So, Chewy, do you guys... Chewie's very adamant. Okay, Chewie. <laughs> Should we has, start with Junkrat then? Chewie has... That was Chewie's yes. book? Well, we'll go in the order that, that we would alphabetically. So, we'll go okay. with Chewie's, then mine, then, then Okay, mine's. let's do that. So, we're going to talk about Junkrat first. Okay. So, this game, this video game is a yeah. first-person shooter, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, and then there's a story behind it. It's just like backstories for the characters, yeah, right? Yeah, there's a bunch as of as they run around and, and, it, it's and kill like things. It's sort of like a uh, like a vignette into their uh, into their past. No, but I mean, like in the game, is yeah. there like a, a story that yeah, you follow? It's just yeah. all multiplayer, like Team Fortress Two. It's you not show up like and you Zelda. Shoot yeah, it's not like a game with a story. It's literally just show up, shoot people. Okay, because I'm used to like first person shooters, like. Yeah, that, that are pretty much like that, like the what's like Call of Duty, or Halo, yeah. or, you know, stuff like that, where it's just like okay, like you're, you know, but it's like okay, now you got to go to the next level, and like oh, now you have to do this mission and that now, mission. Imagine if you, okay, so imagine, imagine if you took if the story mode out and you just did the online multiplayer, uh, okay, and that's what the game is. So that's, that's how all that games is. are now. So that's how most games are now. Yeah, it's true. Did like do these characters have? background stories and all stuff already done like prior to the game being made or is no. it now just people making stuff up no it's it's the game was made yeah and and blizzard made each character with a specific backstory and world in mind blizzard has so, like, so they they had a okay that's what i'm saying yeah they, they, they had yes. a vision okay. yeah yes. okay. much like, like world of warcraft comics. these guys yeah, are these like were, these are made by the guys who these are like people who yeah. work for blizzard no Bl- I, I, yeah. I know blizzard or contract yeah but I just didn't know if it's like a like because I've seen like a lot of people be like all like Overwatch, like Overwatch, Overwatch, yeah. and I'm like okay if they don't have like stories or you know how to, so they have like a essentially a lore right. to them oh, yeah um That's and Blizzard. this is Blizzard where does that a lot, right? this is where yeah. we get like some of that yeah. like other than just research online exactly this is, okay cool that's yeah. part of what I wanted to that's what I wanted to know Correct. okay. Mostly. So you don't get any of that in game, but you do everywhere else, which I think is really interesting. And it's sort of this also sort of establishes kind of the personality of the characters, right? Which you mm-hmm. do sort yeah. of get in game, right? Which you do because there is a there's a bunch of like back and forth, like uh, this person will talk and it will trigger another line from this other person, and then there's emotes and poses and things that you can do. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, enough about the game. Let's talk about the comics. So let's start with Junkrat, um, which is two outlaws that live in Australia. 
And, uh, oh, are they Australian? They're Australian. They're Australian. Oh, that makes sense. And they're junkers. Yeah. So all yeah. their weapons and their armor and everything is made from just a lots of junk. And Broken they're a little stuff. unstable. But what do you guys think? Um, hmm. I like the way this book looks a lot. Uh, I do like the, the way it's super lot. pretty. Yeah, I do like the way it's really it looks. Neat. It's it's this the the one downside, and I'll probably bring this up a couple more times uh, of the fact that this is comic books about a video game where you run around and kill people is that there's a lot of a part where you run around and kill people. Yes, <laughs> and it's not always my favorite bit. Uh, but but I but I really like like especially the Junkrat story. It's pretty funny because there's like. You know they're they're being contracted by this guy to save some hostages, yeah. and then oops, we forgot about the hostages. Maybe we killed all of them. Oh, oh wait, wow. no, it turns out we're actually like this guy's doing something illegal. Yeah. Like so, every, everybody's a bad guy here. Yeah. So was, <laughs> that was that was kind of entertaining and and sort of fun in a in a couple of quick reversals because it because at one point I was like, well, they just like killed all the hostages. Yeah, but and then mm. then turns out no, well, they're not that evil, and we they're read- not. Man of Steel evil. They're very chaotic. <laughs> well, but Neutral? I mean, saying like they're not that evil, it's not. Well, f- it's not because they didn't want to. They're right. just like, oops. Oh, I guess it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> so well, they're very much Man of Steel. Yeah. That's uh, no, but I mean, yeah. That's I fair. think chaotic neutral would be the words I would use. It's well, what I liked about this one is the we we first of all we had three of them. Two of them were like quote unquote heroes. Right. Um, I would argue one's a hero, one's an anti-hero, and right. then we have like this the pure straight up villain. But these villains we're following, it's not like we're following like a criminal mastermind. Like I know a lot about some of the other characters in there, um, or at least what the website has told me. Um, I haven't read the other comics though. Um, but uh, these guys almost it's like almost like following two of like you know. Batman 66 penguin henchmen around, but these guys, <laughs> but they also stumbled into the world of Mad Max. So yeah, they look yeah, like yeah. that, but they're like, they're not like one of them says not. It's literally, you know what it is? I just now put it together. It's literally super villain Jay and silent yeah, Bob. That's no, what it is. I was reading it. I'm like, <laughs> because Roadhog never talks and yes. then like yeah. uh, Junkrat just keeps inferring things. And I'm like, Oh, it's Jay and silent Bob, Bob. but they're yeah. insane. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. They're- no, uh, yeah, yes. yeah, Mad Max. But they're insane. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a good little story. I think my main thing for all these stories that I could that I would have liked to see is a little more show don't tell. There's a lot of talking. That's true. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll, I'll put that out on front street right now. Um, but I, I think that with ten because they have their those little ten page mini comics, and I get it, like they want to give you the bang for your buck, and a lot of times. Right. A lot of times, I think I feel like on the books that we've read a lot, yeah, you know, uh, giving bang for your buck for a lot of people is let's put as much as they can read because yeah. then it's going to take them longer to turn the page. Yeah, right. But I think that putting a good story together doesn't necessarily mean, and we'll, we'll talk about this more with Chewie's book here um, when we get to his book. Way at, at the was, end. This one's his book. No, no, no. I mean like his actual. Oh, book oh his actual brought. book. Okay. Um, <laughs> that sometimes less is more, and sometimes doing something visual, even though it's either even though it's super short, can be more beneficial and give you more information than that. But I understand. I know it's based on the, the other thing too. The other side of the coin with this one is based on a video game and that video game doesn't have a lot of story in the game. Right. So they want to provide that in another means and this is the way to do it. So it, it's, you know, it, it's tough because it's a, it's, it's a thing that I face whenever I bring in a, a tie in book. It's like, right. Or like a, a book that is another or licensed, Yeah. Licensed yeah. property book. It, it's yeah. like, okay, how, how good is, could this possibly possibly be? Um, I don't, and I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think that any of them are are, ter- are terrible. I don't think any of them are the worst comics I've ever read, um, by any means. But I, I definitely think if you're a fan of the game, you're gonna you're gonna love it. But I yeah. think with this one, I actually really like the story. I yeah. liked that quick one two double cross. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I did. I 
you know, as bad as it may seem, I did enjoy the fact of like, oh, yeah, hostages. Oh, well. Because <laughs> that's completely in line with those characters. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like I very much know these characters in a short period of time, which is like awesome. Especially because, you know, like, okay, they're trying to go legit and they're like, well, hey, we like, we, we can use what we know. We can like make use of our talents and we can make use of the things that we know without being illegal, like doing things illegally anymore. Like, we can go legit. Like, that shows you like their intention of like, you know, it's not that they want to do bad things. It's just the things that they do are bad. They're drawn yeah. that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, what I, that's the one thing is I wasn't a big fan of the art on this one. Really? Okay. Um, I agree. It looks nice. I agree. It's very well done and very detailed, but I, that's not the style of, of uh, it's not the style of art I would have picked for this type of story. I actually um, agree with you on that. I can see that. I with this, I would have loved to see lots of loose lines and lots of just like you know, kind of like chaos drawn like that, um, just kind of sketchy and right. you know stuff like that. Um, but you know, I mean, hey, it, it works apparently. So, <laughs> I, I think it's a, I think it's a cool little little thing, Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, no, I liked it. Okay. Uh, next Number book. Number two. Uh, next book was Ian's book. So you chose Cyber Cowboy. So I think this is the one that comics the best. Okay. Here's why. Panel layout. Looking at the other two, it's very simple, like the kind of basic stuff we see. Long rectangles, you know, horizontal rectangles, vertical rectangles. (coughs) This one varies the shape up quite a bit. I agree. And it has a lot of white negative space, but it doesn't necessarily, isn't a slave to having the same white negative space. Like I could tell, I I mean, I'm not sure, I'm not familiar with, with Bengals' other work, but I can tell, I feel like he... At least, or at least whoever did the panel layout for this, I don't know if it's him or somebody else, but they definitely had a comic book in mind with this. They had a visual storytelling in mind with this. Um, that being said, there's still a lot of dialogue, just like the other ones. But um, Yeah, but I feel like it reads a little quicker. Yeah. Because I get what you're saying about the Junkrat Roadhog, uh, mm-hmm. where there is a lot of dialogue. But I feel like this one, even though there's a lot of dialogue, it chains together much faster. Yeah. This one, I think... I think for me at least read the fastest out of yeah, all. Of yeah, it. I, yeah. it was also. I feel like it was fastest because it was the one I was having the most fun with. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, and it, and it's a simple premise too. You don't. I, I know it sounds kind of silly. Maybe it's just because we all know it. But it's it's it, it's that it has that like train robbery feel. It is. It's a cyber cowboy on a cyber train yeah. robbery. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and he it, helps. He's he stops the robbery. Yeah, he yeah. stops the robbery. But like it's that it's that sort of tr- like old western train robbery mixed with you know future you know not I wouldn't say steampunk but also like cyber. Punk, I guess. Right. It's a cowboy with a robot hand. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, which that's that's enough for me. That's all I need in my life is cowboy with a robot hand. But no, I really liked it. I like like some of the stuff where there's uh, little strange panels off to the side, like on the top, like on this page where there's um, one kind of on the top is this weird rectangle on the top, or yeah, like yeah. one stretches sun. towards the bottom of the page. Um, I, I like that. It kind of gives the feeling also of fast jarring motion, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, as far as the story goes, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Um, but I. I, I do I do enjoy it. He feels kind of like a cyberpunk Jonah Hex, which I, I kind of like. Yeah, his, I figured his, he would. His belt buckle is B-A-M-F. I don't know if you noticed Bam. that. Yes, I know what that is. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Um, I liked it. This is definitely, this artist is from the school of Avatar The Last Airbender Faces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's, um, there's there's so much white space in, in this, and it's, it's really well used, but um, it's just a lot of white space. Uh, but I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was fun. It's kind of snappy. It was. Um, it's not very deep. But, no, no. 
I mean, I these mean, are little a, mini comics. Yeah, that they're was little the minis. So, yeah, yeah. I, I like the story. I like the art. Um, I really like that little panel with the sun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just it, it it that small little panel encapsulates what it's like. You know, when you first crawl out of of the darkness and you see mm-hmm. <laughs> you see the sun. You know, it just like blinds you. Um, and it wasn't a huge panel too, which was kind of cool because yeah. most of the time I feel like that would be a huge thing. Like, oh no! But here they're like, well, no, 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 no time for that, <laughs> no space. So um, they did it in a way that. I don't know, that little overlap makes it like, okay, like, I, I don't know. I like that choice a lot, yeah. but I definitely liked uh, this art style and the story, and it read very quickly for me, too. Yeah. Oh, good. I, I also like the onomatopoeia, too, the way it's done with different, it's the same font. It, yeah. it's, it's different colors. It's different fonts for different types of actions. Um, I think that works really, really well, too. Um, but yeah, I, out of all three of them, I'll, I'll be, I, maybe I'm biased, but this is probably my favorite out of the three that we read, but that's me. Um, so yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was a good introduction to the character and like kind of what he is and does. Um, and he's just, he's very, you know, cowboyish, like riding the rails, doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the last panel where he's like, it's been a long day and I wouldn't mind a five minute head start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, okay, cool. And then the last one is Farah, which was supposed to be Ryan's book because it's a girl with a rocket launcher in a big yeah, in a mech robot suit. suit. Yeah. Um, what do you think? So this is my favorite art out of all of the art. Really? Yeah, yes. I really like this. The art is very color blocky, um, but the colors are really. Uh, yeah, I like the art on this one a lot. I like this the, one's. Yeah. I feel like this one's really a lot denser than the other ones. Yes. Like I, agree. I feel like this one is is twice as much comic as the other two. Like nothing thing against the other that yeah. sounds like an insult, but no, it's no, no. it's more like, it like f- this is two comic books it, compared to those other if, each yeah, one. It, it feels longer and that works to its credit, but also to its detriment too, because it feels like this is a long ten pages. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a I mean and there's a lot of panels and there's also a lot of talking, a lot of talking. There's yeah, a lot of talking in that this. art, like honestly, like I, I don't know and this is kind of the thing I was saying, like I feel like maybe if they I feel like if they could have shown and told uh, instead of tell a lot more, especially with the action panels here. Yeah, I feel like, like they could have just cut out a lot of the dialogue and then it would still would have worked. It would still would have worked really well. Um, and I know the point they're trying to get across is that she is realizing that she's here to help other people or that's like the inner monologue that she's, she's here to help others. Um, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the art a lot and I, I like the action sequence toward the end, but the beginning it's real little slow going, little little tough to get up that hill, a little engine that could have had a tough time. I feel like this one also had more of an emotional arc than the other ones. Yeah, too. that's true. Um, and Nobody really changes at the end of the other two or has a feeling of like, yeah. now I realize At the end of this one, never, a lot of the people that, started and this book died that's true yeah it's kind of that's true i don't think true yeah yeah i mean art so like it's pretty unique that's what like stood out to me it's definitely like different than what you see in most comic books in general um so i really enjoyed that mix up especially you don't you don't expect that to be seen in something like this in like a 10 page comic um so i thought that was kind of a cool choice that they went ahead and did that but again um yeah just kind of up front there's it's a bit exposition heavy or like you know kind of like mission talk um where i'm still not totally clear on everything so that's (laughs) that's where it's kind of like oh well okay there's a lot of talking but i still don't really know you know what's going on you know all all the details and stuff um so it might have been different maybe if it's like okay i know where this is gonna go or something but Mm -hmm. um, yeah it's funny because they use a lot of i've read a lot of cyberpunk books like william gibson and and uh, neil stevenson and stuff and so a lot of the stuff they talk about at the beginning in the exposition is like 
like if you've read a cyberpunk you know a couple of cyberpunk books you're like oh yeah we don't want the ai to awaken right gotta cut the hard line let's go blow some stuff up like it's just like you know this is this is baseline cyberpunk stuff that that so they're using a lot of shorthand so yeah it wouldn't make sense if you haven't gotten super deep into a lot of that stuff but yeah to an extent to me i was just like i didn't even like i could just sort of glance over it because i'm like oh yeah yeah yeah. i've read this sort of plot before let's keep going um but yeah, that's that's the downside of of them saying, "All right, we've got a page and a half to get through all this exposition." Yeah, because it's only a ten page comic. Go go go! Yeah. So, but overall, I mean, for let's put it this way, for free comics for free that tell you more about a game that you love. I mean, yeah. go for it. I mean, if you if she's you're, in a robot suit in this one, that is true. Robot suits yeah. are awesome. Um, and if you're like, I don't know, you, I'll let you wrap up, Alan. But I feel like if you're really into Overwatch, Overwatch, and you're like, maybe that's your gateway into reading comics, like you've never read comics before. It's not a bad gateway because it yeah. gives you a lot of different types of styles and things to work with. I like that they didn't choose to have the same artist for every single one. And yeah. even if you maybe maybe you this your personal art style, maybe it's not. But every single one is a different artist, at least based on the one that we've seen. And that's cool because it gives its own unique feel to each one. How, um, how many yeah. total are there? Six. Six. This is three out of six. So we read half. Yeah. There's still cool. three more. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that the I think they did a pretty good job of kind of making those characters more tangible and a little more uh, relatable um, via comics. And, yeah, I think the art in these particular three, I mean, McCree was still my favorite for a lot of reasons, but... Um, I think they are sort of like a you know a subjective taste kind of thing. Um, that being said, the the worlds that Blizzard built around Overwatch, um, I think, is very interesting. I mean, to give you the the short rundown, Overwatch was essentially the Avengers from uh, okay. from Civil War okay. when they were basically like there's a bunch of super powered people, but this would be like if Civil War where they did sign the treaty and then they were run by the government. Oh. So that's what Overwatch was. And then from within Overwatch, because you heard McCree talking about Blackwatch, that was like his little black ops unit that he had okay. um, within Overwatch. And then, So he's the Wolverine. And then they talk about the AI. Yeah, basically. And then they talk about the AI because in this universe, the singularity has happened and there's a bunch of AI um, sub and and conscious uh, ai conscious people mm-hmm. who are trying to win their independence and there's a sort of civil struggle going on yeah oh. there's a really good um if you're more interested in this too i like i recommend last time i recommend it again watch those because i haven't played the game but i watched the all the different little backstories first of all watch the little animated trailer because yeah. that in itself is amazing but watch the little backstories for the different characters for like winston and for uh winston's a tracer and uh, winston's a giant gorilla by the way a giant nice. gorilla on a he's a very suit. super smart gorilla yeah, that loves smart. peanut butter um, and then yeah, there's all sorts of really cool stuff. It's it's just one of those things where like if you like it and you can you can get sucked down that rabbit hole real hard. But nice. yeah, once again, it, like Ian said, it's hard to bring this kind of material and then make it stick real hard. Like it's not, you know, it's a very short amount of time to deliver an idea that's actually just like a side portion of the main content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of like when I brought that World of Warcraft comic. It's like yeah, it's cool, but I mean, it's cool for people that already know about it. So mm. oh well. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy, I enjoy no, them. No, no, I mean, I get it. it. They're good books. It's just, I mean, there's nothing to latch on to. No, Not fine. really. And like, I mean, like, listen, you're talking to three guys who don't play first person shooters all the time. I don't either. If you had, if we had two of your, if two of your roommates in here, yeah. we'd be like three hours of just on these three comics. So <laughs> trust me, I work with one of them. And I mean, the thing is that I, 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 I suck at first person shooters. I 
downloaded this game and then uninstalled it because I suck at it so hard. But I'm a giant lore nerd, and it's just like it's something that interesting. And that is something that Blizzard does really, really well. Super good. Um, okay. Soup's good, bro. So yeah, so you can get these online. You said at uh, playoverwatch.com under the comic section. They're free. Cool. Um, so moving on, I believe actually I'm the uh, I'm the the next person to go. I'm the yes. next one on the diamond yep. board. Yep, uh, so I brought a book um, that is uh, from Dynamite. Uh, it is a book called uh, James Bond. Uh, I think it's called Varger or Varger. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Um, sure. But it is uh, written uh, written by Warren Ellis, art by uh, Jason Masters, Guy Major doing the colors, and Simon Boland doing the letters. Um, so this is a uh, original James Bond story uh, that uh, takes place. Uh, it feels like the beginning of a Bond movie. This entire issue. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can describe what happens here because he's on a mission. Something happens, and then we. Jump. Da, it's da, a, da, da, yeah, and then da, and then we get, and then we get him going to M and finding out some information, then going just to like Q. Just like every Bond movie, where and you then kill we a man with a shovel. And then we get well, okay, it's a little <laughs> different. And then we get kind of an introduction to what appears to be like the henchman slash villain. I'm not sure yet; they've really uh, get given too much, but I don't know. It feels like the intro to a James Bond movie. I've heard a lot of good things about this is- issue, especially like the. Um, the the physicality and like the 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 tell, the showing not telling or like the action stuff but I don't know what did you guys think uh, by the way uh, I guess it is French and I guess it's Varger yeah Varger to hit Varger. or to kick oh, oh Varger okay I just thought it was like oh we'll, we'll just do some letters together yeah, yeah I'm impressed now Varger. um I thought it was pretty good but like for a 007 book it's not what I was expecting okay it's a little more brutal I guess like. A Daniel Craig book, but like it, it seems like a spy book, right? It does seem pretty spycrafty. It just yeah. doesn't seem like a 007 book. I mean, I mean and, not and for what 007 is supposed to represent. It's got a lot of the. It's got a lot of the the office banter and the talking to Q that you'd expect from a Bond book, and then the part towards the end where Bond's sort of complaining about how he's not allowed to have his gun because of politics and this is dumb, blah blah blah. Like that felt sort of suf- sufficiently Bondy, I guess. But at the same time, like his. I, his the way he's sitting and talking it seems i guess too animated you know yeah. it it gets the point across as how he's supposed to be talking but he seems too excited about everything like he's not suave he's like outspoken what bond did you guys imagine he seems time? like an american talking about that's, guns that's, not a british person talking that's about actually guns. yeah that's actually a good point like, well, guns what not i t- like yeah. well, guns what, what i took away from this is this is an amalgam of all bonds in my opinion i think that what warren ellis <laughs> they did crammed is them he, all into one suit he, and think about it you have the beginning as you said you said yourself alan very yeah. daniel craig that's very true. brutal violent then you have him smarting off with q and 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 be all smart and sm- and slick and smooth in the M and Q situation, that's very much Sean Connery. And honestly, this last one almost feels like a little bit Timothy Dalton or uh, maybe a little bit of uh, Roger Moore. Ryan and I uh, last year, the, the last year we watched a lot of we watched one of each Bond movie. Nice. Um, so I don't know. It kind of yeah, has, it feels very Timothy Dalton like Timothy Dalton Roger Moore kind of smarmy Bond. Maybe yeah. that's my problem. Which is which is not the like smooth Bond, but yeah. sort of like the I'm. I'm the best thing in the whole world, James Bond. Yeah, yeah, I think that's my problem is I grew up with Pierce Brosnan Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pierce Brosnan is Bond to me. Yeah. And he's, he's just he was like so smooth he's, and like he's got he was like the Sakamoto of very, Bond. He's got very <laughs> rounded edges, definitely. That's true. Yeah, um, Timothy Dalton's edges are a little sharper. And I think that they did that with the they look. Cut me right from the limestone, they did. Like, like, <laughs> like, I like to imagine that's how he talks. Like even when, though it's not <laughs> Hello <laughs> Hello Morty Penny. Oh, God. 
Who, who let Bond. this guy in here? Name's who are Bond. you? James Bond. Jimmy Bond. He pub, wor- Jimmy Jim. Bond. He works at the docks. <laughs> I'm Jimmy Bond, bruv. Who are you? <laughs> bruv. Oh, man. Hey, oh, so this man. artist really likes to use Google SketchUp. Did you guys notice that? What no. is Google SketchUp? Google SketchUp is a 3D design program that's available for free. Uh, I follow enough comics artists on Twitter and Tumblr to know that a lot of them like to use it uh, to help with perspective and things like that, and especially if they're drawing buildings that are real buildings that actually exist. Really? They tend to set them up in Google SketchUp and then draw over them so it's a little easier to huh. make all the lines meet. This guy, it just seems like he just printed them out. Like, <laughs> like either, it, you know, like, so how were you, I'm sorry, how were you able to tell that? Sorry, just the, the, the perfect, the perfectness of the angles and the, I don't, I mean, I, and I'm speculating, I don't actually know how he does it, but just the way some of the buildings look, not the torn up old building, but the way some of the buildings look, especially in the opening sequence with all those tiny windows and stuff. And, and especially like, like the scene where he's running, where it establishes Helsinki. Yeah. Like that looks, that looks very computer generated. It looks a little computer which, generated, which isn't necessarily yeah. a bad thing, and and kind of works if we're doing Bond in the twenty first century. Um, but I, I just, I just, it struck me right off the bat, and it didn't fit with the way the characters were drawn. I was like, oh well, it it seems like it's either two different artists, or more likely, he's you know, he's compositing stuff in, which is fine. It's not to say that that's not comics. It was just. Just the the backgrounds kind of threw me out of it a little bit. Um, you know what he looks? Um, he looks and and emotes like I go back to the the the, the way that he kind of sits and, and looks like he talks and everything. Um, he looks like Archer and yeah, like, responds oh, yeah, like yeah. Archer, but without Archer's voice, and it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> read it. Read I, I just imagining H. John Benjamin saying that. Yeah, stuff. I just imagine like this is my favorite panel. Where he's just yeah. gotta look at his face like, oh please. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, stop, stop with your nonsense. Money Penny's like, do you want ants? Because this is how you get ants. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely think like uh, the when I was reading it, I was like, okay, how are they gonna put James Bond into comic book format? And they literally did a James Bond movie on paper, like the first. Yeah, it's the first first, first twenty part, minutes, first twenty hour. minutes or half hour of a James Bond movie. Um, I don't know. I really, I think the ending cre- creeped me out a little bit. It, it was a <laughs> oh, bit. Yeah, that's that seems like I've seen like I've seen a Bond villain that doesn't have the ability to feel either pain or yeah. Happiness. What was that? That was a thing, right? That was uh, that he was just a likes, movie. or he likes inflicting pain, not necessarily. You're thinking of the, you're he, thinking of Pinhead, bro. No, no, this no, guy no, seems to like inflicting pain no, too. It's definitely like one of the like side. One of the henchmen dies. of Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was the bald uh, Russian dude, and he had like the really pretty. Yeah, yeah, and he had like, a bald, and, double and, agent girlfriend. And Bond had shot him in the head, and no, that's no, no. no he had shot him. What he had that, to do is no, he ran a uranium spike dies. through his stomach. That's not Tomorrow Never Dies. It's a different movie. That's uh, the next one. Are you sure? The world is not enough. It's the, the world, world is not, not enough. enough. Yeah, it is. Anyway, he. It's all no, the news. That's, that's the how he kills him. He Looks like Christmas a, came. Yeah, yeah, he kills him. Because yep, he gets a nuclear joke. sub, so he puts a control rod through. Oh, that movie's bad. <laughs> no, no, Alan, I don't know what you guys expect from Bond movies. I think it's too much, though. <laughs> that's I, probably fair. Overall, I, I I like the book, but there was I would make some edits to mm-hmm. it. You for know, sure, like for sure. um. The introduction of the the drug, the drugs they're using, yeah, the green yeah. or whatever. It's like oh, I've never um, I've never seen like a drug, th- like 
plot point in a Bond movie. You haven't watched Bond bo- movies in the 80s. No, yeah, there's a lot of there's that. There's a man. lot of that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. There's this thing called... Yeah. The War on Drugs. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Reagan smash. They, um, like, I, I don't feel like... How do I say this? Um, the panels themselves and those couple pages are fine. I feel like they don't fit where we see them. Um, okay. It almost feels like that is a uh, beginning of issue two type of thing. Like For that. the um, the part with the drug, the people doing the drugs? Yeah. We, right. I feel like we didn't get enough from that or learn enough about it or, or there wasn't mm-hmm. enough to grip us there. Um for later when they say like oh like you you know you you gotta take care of this like drug problem before it becomes a bigger problem or whatever like it's not enough to be like oh man that's like crazy stuff from before because we didn't see enough of the like craziness or like how bad it is or how addictive or whatever they want to push out with it it's like we didn't get enough of that to make that like a relevant thing where it fit um where if we saw maybe a couple more pages of that or sprinkled throughout, then maybe it'd be more like, oh, man, yeah, he's got to stop those guys. Um, and then the the end with the, with that villain guy, like, come on, man, give me, like, one more page of that, you know, where, like, you see someone else, like, I don't know, like, helping him get ready or, like, drawing up plans or something like that. Because there's just like, oh, this is the guy. Sorry, I woke up from my from my brain nap. Right <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've I been have in those, cryostasis. Those my name's Ivan Drago. Yeah, <laughs> you know. No, I get it. Um, so it kind of seemed like I would do a little bit of reshuffling. I would remove those two pages, add a couple more um, that have to do with like this like big baddie or whatever, and then mm-hmm. I'd take off like one of the pages where he's going on about not having his gun. Yeah, you know, like I feel of, like that. Like you can't have your gun on. You better pay off in the next yeah, in the yeah. next issue, like in the air. Well, I feel like I feel like there's always been sort of like an undercurrent of James Bond being like he has the license to kill and he's gonna carry. Like the gun element has always been there as part of Bond, but I, I it's it hasn't been addressed very much. So it's kind of interesting to see it addressed. You know, this this feels like, uh, and I hate to I hate to to levy this this criticism to one of my favorite writers Warren Ellis but this feels like it's written for the trade like this feels like yeah. a this will yeah. make a lot more sense in three issues kind oh, of yeah. a kind of a book which which like works fine you know most of the time but just me personally I'm I'm it's not enough for one for just a single issue for I me I feel you I feel you I I think it's like you, like you said, when you put it in that context, those clues that we're getting early yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Like, they'll pay off immediately. They'll pay off. Because I, I almost feel like you can see where something is written a little bit more with the trade in mind mm-hmm. um, or the, the, you know, the long run. Yeah. Um, based on how that individual issue, you know, like arcs, how it, how it like yeah. arches up and, and how quickly, if at all, it resolves. Mm-hmm. It almost feel like these, uh, feels like these books that are written for the trades in some in some cases, you could tell because they build up, build up, build up. They start to peak, and then it ends on the peak. Yeah. Um. Or you know, it kind of plateaus it ends while it's building. Yeah. And then you know, you just... or it ends while it's building versus the natural. Like, okay, well, let's you know have one page where we kind of bring it down a little bit for a breath, mm-hmm. and then we set up that next. Like, okay, boom. Here, here we go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I, I feel like. Uh, like this sets a lot of things in motion and I'm really curious to see them pay off. But I, I feel like we, we get 
no payoffs at all. Yeah, I felt like I wanted this. to keep running. With yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> like I'm like I'm not, I haven't had a chance to yeah, slow I'm sort down. Of, I'm sort of curious. I I, I I'm on Warren Ellis's email newsletter, so I think he just finished the first volume of this and is okay. and is launching into the second volume soon. Yeah. So it's either collected now or it will be collected soon. Mm. Uh, so I'm I I want to read it as a as a all in one. Yeah. And see how that works. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Ellen, uh, Ellen, <laughs> Warren Ellis, Ellen Warris, Ellen Warris, the Walrus, um, <laughs> is, uh, it's his is that's his thing. This is a long game. He, he is a long game kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, you guys can check it out yourself. Um, it is available digitally, and uh, you can probably try to find it uh, in paper. Uh, I don't know if you can find it very easily, but uh, I know you can. You just it had, the first... a, it had a pretty decent splash when it yeah. came out. And you I said, saw these in, in places. And you said that uh, the first trade just got finished. This just I, wrapped I, up. It's either it's either just coming out or will come out soon. Perfect. Um, and I know you can get it digitally on Comixology. Uh, I think it was like $2 less I checked um, for a digital Not edition of bad. it. So you oh, can get that. Yeah, I, I forgot. I liked that splinter bullet. That seems oh, yeah. pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, a it's shotgun like, bullet. oh, what comes in, you know, and then like inside the body, then it bursts. Oh, that's, that's horrible. Terrible. Like, Let's yeah, murder I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Seems oh, like it would be sweet, very Sweet, thanks. <laughs> sweet. Uh, um, so, right, ways thanks to murder Thanks for this people. one. Uh, make short work of that bloke. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's why he kills a guy with a shovel. I don't shovel know if we have any representatives from MGM listening, but <laughs> he kills hey, a guy with a shovel because he's not James it. Bond at that point. He's I Jimmy Bond. Jim Bond. Jimmy Bond. Uh, so moving, give me that shovel, buff. <laughs> so moving forward, uh, I believe Ryan is the next book. Uh, I want to cosplay. Let's as shift now. gears real quick. Yeah, let's hard shift. Let's like crank the gears together <laughs> and go uh, to Ryan's book. Ryan, tell us about the book he brought this time. Sure, I brought a uh, the first chunk of a graphic novel. Actually, um, it is made. Uh, it is an all ages book, but it doesn't mean it's just for kids. Um, it's called Space Dumplings. Uh, it's written and drawn all the art and everything's done by Craig Thompson, uh, who's the guy who did blankets. And, uh, he also did a book uh, called Habibi, I think recently that's, um, he's somewhat of a legendary cartoonist in terms of graphic novels and people who think about things like that. Like me, uh, colors done by Dave Stewart. And, um, so I brought the first chunk. I actually bought this when it came out, not very long ago. Uh, and I really just, like how it looks and it's space stuff. Like it's, it's everything that screams Ryan in a book. Uh, so I brought it Uh quick fact though, before we go too far into it, the space dumplings, the dumplings that are referred to in the quote from Moby Dick. And then in the book itself are, um, poop. Oh, from, from space whales. Oh, so, so is that what they're collecting there? Yeah, that's that's that bright green, oh, green stuff they're collecting. Okay. Oh, is that what? The, okay, yeah, yeah. I, you don't need to know it for this to make sense, but I thought it was hilarious when I figured that out. Poop surfing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those nice. dumplings, oh. you know, dumplings that that they dump. <laughs> uh, All right. So, what did you guys think? What did you guys think of this book? Uh, the colors are like amazing. On top of really ridiculous like line art. How long did this take to make? Uh, he hasn't put something out for, you know, four years, four or five years. So it probably took a few years to make. Weird. I mean, it looks like it took a long time. Um, yeah, the art is really, really detailed. It's, it's really good though. Like all the characters look really cool. Um, the environment looks livable. Um, like some of these, like the, the shot of the factory and, um, 
like inside the ships. Like every time there's a ship, you can see inside with control like panel. It's just yeah, it's amazing. Like uh, that would take so long to pen out. It, it, that's crazy good. Um, I, I love it. Sorry, I'm just distracted now. I'm looking at the uh, the inside of the ship, and I'm just looking at like all the little tiny tiny details right like either that's one of those things where you just start drawing and see what happens or you plan it out way ahead of time yeah i feel like it it's usually the former like just here's (laughs) a control panel let's put some buttons on it and he just spends spend a while drawing buttons he just has on his schedule yeah 3 p.m to 5 p.m today buttons (laughs) (laughs) well that's what i always think of when i see cityscapes too like when especially when people draw in all the windows I'm like, somebody sat down for a day, maybe two, and drew windows. That's what they did for two <laughs> days straight. Man, that lamppost looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not from Chasing Amy. Yeah. Uh, your lamppost is really good. Yeah, thanks. It's probably the best you've ever drawn. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. You're a tracer. <laughs> uh, no. Anyway. Um, so let me ask you something. If somebody draws something, then another guy comes over and draws something like right on top of it. What do you call that? <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, I can't believe we haven't gotten into chasing Amy on the show. No, before, right? Never. That's weird. Never. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was. I I, I don't mean this in a in a in a in a derogatory way, but the, the word that really stuck with me is cute, and in a good uh-huh. way, not in like a bad way. Not I'm like, oh, it's cute. It's like it's a sweet story. It's cute so far. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's wholesome. It's it's but it has just enough like I don't know real world stuff coming in a little bit with like. I don't know, like the way that children are viewed as with their parents, like the way that her boss, is like, oh, that sounds like some sort of like it sounds like it's like what what is the exact word that he used? Uh, oh, codependency. Like yeah, oh, that was funny. That like how, how important codependent. It's yeah. it's just and then she just repeats codependent, but you can see her face where she's like. Is that how it sounded? Is that how it went? Was that the word? And the thing yeah. is, if the, the it feels genuine too. It feels like this the family that we. I mean, I mean, mind you, I haven't read the whole thing, but so far in like the first like twenty pages or so, the family feels genuine and real. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like this is the mom, this is the dad. You know, what they are the mom and dad. You know it feels it like seems, they all have personalities. Yeah, and you know what seems even weirder to me is uh, the fact that there is a mom and dad. Yeah, you know, almost yeah. always for some reason you get like um, it's a single mom Thanks, or a single Disney. dad or something like that, which is inclusive orphan, and, and, yeah. and representative. But at the same time, it it's interesting to see what you can do with a like a mom and dad dynamic in relation to a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I get. I feel like it's explored a lot on like a sitcom, you know, mm-hmm. or like a like a family show. But those don't. I, in these kinds of like sci-fi You're not in the situations, target demographic for sitcom family shows. Yeah, well, I just mean like in sci-fi situations, yeah. in extraordinary situations, like stories that only mm-hmm. comics can do. Mm-hmm. Um, the family dynamic is something that I don't think gets explored a lot. Yeah. Um, Black Magic, right? Uh-huh. That was a crazy good book that like focused on a family. Yeah. You take that family and you put them in those weird sci-fi situations and black those, science. Black science. Black science. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Black science. There is a, a book called Black Magic. I was really different. confused. I, like, I don't think we've read that. Okay, thank but you. But yeah, black science. Sorry. Black science. I'm, I knew I was going to get that wrong. That's good. Um, but yeah, because that was an interesting book, I think, partially because of that family dynamic. There's definitely a moment in this book. Uh, there's a page where the mom and the dad are, are talking and the little girl's sort of like saying, Car- cartoons and running around. Yeah. And then finally they just sort of like sigh. And she's like, oh, it's not going to solve our money problem. They sigh and they look at each other. And they look at the kid and they go, I'm bored. Like, that's 
Like that's real life. Yeah. Like I've actually had conversations sure. just like that with my wife where it's like, what are we going to do? And then the kids are like, well, we want to do something. I'm just like, Oh my God. I, I, so it's funny because I think that you're supposed to see the kid as the main character, but I more identify yeah. with the I, dad. I, I was going to say, so too, so strange. I was gonna yeah. say, like, you don't get a whole lot into the kid's perspective if mm-hmm. it if it is like um, you said it's an all ages book or like yeah. kid friendly. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah, if I'm a kid, I'm reading this. I'm like, well, I, what's the adventure she's gonna go on? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. And this is only a preview. This is just like the first twenty pages of this book. So it, it goes into, I know a lot more happens. I haven't read the whole thing, but I've read another third of the book besides this. Well, yeah, I think that the story that obviously is really set up is, is like the mom's arc because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like she's the one where it's like she's in this situation. She's presented with an opportunity, you know, and it's like, okay, let's see what happens next. Yeah. With with the dad, you don't really see where that's going other than just keep doing what you're doing. Well, yeah, there's the kind of the parental tension, the like, do I want to be more like mom or more like dad? Dad's rough and tumble, you know, yeah. finding using his plaid space robot to to get wi- to get space poop. Yeah, and then mom's you know going to work on the colony and 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 the, yeah. the tension there. Um, yeah, mom's actually working good. <laughs> mom's going places. Dad, no, <laughs> he's, he does have a he's plaid a, robot suit though. He's a looks like a wrangler. lumberjack. He's robot a suit looks wrangler. like a looks like a lumberjack. That part was did awesome. It, did, I, did I miss that? Yeah, it's got a little hat and everything. I saw he's got plaid. Let me go to the robot, to the poop robot, when he's surfing the poop. Yeah. He's I totally little, missed it. A little toque on. He's got yeah. like overalls. Totally missed it. How did I miss that, dude? I don't know, man. Bums me out that you missed it. <laughs> Um, no, my favorite bits. I, I definitely think it's a, it, it's a it's a it's a good story so far. I'm actually interested. I was kind of bummed out when we just it just kind of ended. I was like, oh man, I want to read more. Yeah, so yeah, it I definitely, definitely flows really well. Yeah, all of it. I mean, I think it's a good story so far. The art is very unique and interesting and well detailed. Um, I'd actually love to see more of it. Actually, Ryan, that leads me to a question. Sure. Where can I see more of this? Uh, this is available wherever uh, graphic novels and comic books are sold. Your local comic book shop should have it. It's available in hardcover and paperback and digitally. So it's pretty pretty popular. It, yeah, it, it just came out last year. Uh, it's on Scholastic Graphics, so it is easy to find and in all of the major, you know, resell book book places. Cool. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, well, moving on and into the darker realms to end our uh, here's my issue. Just keep taking hard left turns. Chewy. Yeah, this is a different kind of family book. Yeah. <laughs> very, not very not different. A, um. Tell us about children the probably should not read this one. Tell us about no. the book that you brought. Um, well, the book that I brought is called Suicide Forest. Um, it is written, uh, it's an independent book, like a self-published book, um, written by Dave Baker and illustrated by uh, Nicole Go or Gu, uh, G-O-U-X. I'm sure it's Go because that's like French or whatever. But um, in any case, um, it is, how do I do this? It's, it's, I think it's, um, it's definitely an interesting take on how you can tell a story um, and, and kind of exploring focus in a book, I guess. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't know without like just saying like, here's what happens, you know, but it's, it's about fear. It's about trust. It's about betrayal in a way. Um, you know, it's, and again, about, I think, 
thinking outside the box with what you can do with storytelling on a printed page. So there you go. Um, this this book, is this yeah. is messed up. This dude. book scared me. She was legitimately wow. frightening. This is not even like interesting, uh, evocative horror. This is just straight, straight up. up. Yeah, it's a. It, but but what's interesting and well, I think it is interesting. It's, what's interesting? Uh, I mean, interesting from, from a storytelling from a storytelling perspective. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a very simple. Let's put it this way: it's a very simple scene that if you've seen Halloween, like you know what you're getting here. Yeah. Um. But what I really like about it is, I don't know. It almost feels like I know they don't ever say it, but it almost feels like a found like like a found footage like comic book of a, of a horror movie. I've never. Yeah, I didn't think that sense. was doable. Yeah. Because it's like a single static camera point for ninety percent of it. Um. It's. It, it feels like it, if, if, as if there was like a paranormal activity, like a camera of some sort set up in this little girl's room, and all of a sudden this dude comes in, murder murders people, and then yeah, gets stabbed. Bat, yeah, and then gets stabbed. Gets stabbed through the chest, gets up, and walks out. And like that's literally what happens in the book. And it's like ninety pages, but the way it's done, and like there's some pages that look either slightly different or exactly the same. But the thing about it that 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 freaked me out is I'd be like click. Click, click. I was like, I was reading it on my computer so I could see like the whole full, full side to side. Because you got to kind of read this if you're reading it digitally. Um, you want to read it if you're reading on an iPad. You want to read it in like the the landscape the mode. landscape mode. Yeah. Because portrait mode doesn't quite do it, but landscape mode absolutely. Or on a computer or wherever you can do that. Um, but I, I remember a couple of times I jumped. Like I was like, oh god, like because it, it's just you're seeing the same or similar thing over and over. You yeah. take a look. Okay, okay, everything's the same. Everything's the same. Then all of a sudden. There's like one little like he's in the yeah. doorway and you're like oh god <laughs> it's it, it's scary it was, it was just a straight up flip yeah, it was just yeah. Like, not there there. there yeah like it doesn't show you the and then he opened the door and then he walked up the stairs it's yeah. just like boom it, it, it's 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 a jump scare but in, I feel like it would work in print too because you turn the page and something's yes. different yeah. I was gonna say one of the things is um I have it in print as well I got a physical copy um but the yeah, it's definitely one of those where you need to check it out. So if, in a two-page up uh, mode, so if you are reading this digitally, uh, you know, if you bought the digital copy or something like that, you definitely want the two-page layout. You know, when you're reading it. Um, but I, I really liked some of the little things they did, like the onomatopoeia, um, like when he's dragging the bat the initially. Sh- but it's it's small. Yeah, and it has just that little curve behind it that mimics the sound. You know, like yeah. I, I, that. What's it called? The um, the what effect? Where it's like as something moves closer to you, it gets like oh, louder, the and higher effect. Pe- yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and and it it mimics that. I think with it, and so mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a clever thing, as opposed to just a straight line. You know, going through like that. But yeah. I agree. Um, I, I yeah, I mean this this book is legitimately scary. This is probably like this is probably the scariest comic book I've read. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Am, I mean, Emma Garfold has grown on me with terror. <laughs> yeah, it's but true. it's like, pretty scary. But like, this is a different type of terror. Like, well, this well is, that one's Emma Garfold is psychological horror. Yeah, but I feel like this, this is, is like, too, right? Yeah, that's true. Let's this put it this way: I, I I think that like I haven't seen something like this done. Like Emma Garfold at least had a straight like a story. This is just like almost like a scene, like a, like a little cut of a scene. It's almost like part of a movie we didn't watch the first like. 45 to minutes to an hour of and mm-hmm. now we're getting the last 15 20 minutes of the movie yeah um or maybe it's the beginning a cold open of a movie i don't know but like it was really 
I liked it a lot. It, it was it was an interesting. It's almost like a really good experiment in in horror comics, but it it works on its own. Like you don't need to. Like I know in the back he gives a lot of backstory of the character and how he created it and all this stuff. Um, it's it, it's it, it's interesting to know all that, but I kind of just like sitting it on its own. Like I kind of like I like it just sitting there. Like I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but. Yeah, it's it's a horror it's a horror movie comic, and I've never seen that before without like a huge bunch of backstory and this and that. Like this just works on its own so well. You know, what's funny is uh, you got this at uh, FatCon, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where we met uh, Dave and Nicole. Yeah, and um, I don't know if I got this then or I if we we're talking did. or if I picked it up at WonderCon after that. Um, I ended up picking up something. Also, I, I actually backed their uh, Kickstarter for um, there was there was another uh, another book. I actually have it sitting here in the other room, but mm-hmm. it was part of the title. I can't say because of profanity. Oh, I got that as well. Yeah, <laughs> no, but this was the yeah. the trade that they uh, did a Kickstarter for. And stuff oh, okay, like that. Yeah, yeah. I just got was, the story they were selling at yeah. Fat that one time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's because I was I looked at the uh, the name of the of the artist. I'm like. Wait, yeah. I know that person. I've been following them since then. Yeah, yeah <laughs> on my nice. Instagram, I see their art all the time, and it's just—I mean, go her. It's really good. Yeah, I was very, very impressed. I very, very much liked it. Yeah, this is—it's brutal. Like this is a good mix of like comics as art with the horror genre that you like so much, and the yeah. metal stuff that you like so much. Like it's—it's it's possible to do a a well done graphic. Uh, artsy horror horror book like it doesn't have to be you know covered in blood like there's I mean, there's blood in this book but i don't know like a lot of the really bad violence happens off screen like we yeah, don't, yeah. or off off panel rather yeah. we don't see it and that's what makes it even more terrifying because you're like what's going on yeah um the other thing i really enjoyed too i don't know if maybe i didn't maybe i didn't catch it but is there it's a is it a is it a um a same-sex couple yeah 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 because I, I noticed i was like what oh I check I had to check my 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 brain working bias and I was like oh that's awesome like that's really cool that they did that instead I don't I, yeah I know it, how it, dare you it's man. like the, it's like that riddle of a, a, a boy <laughs> a boy and his father injured in the forest to take him into the, a little boy in the operating room and the doctor says I can't operate on this is my son why is it and then the answer is because the doctor's his mom so like <laughs> and so but when you like think you're like oh I'm so stupid and terrible and awful I'm an awful human being. Like I went back and forth, and I was like, oh, "I'm so terrible." But you're definitely a terrible person for not figuring out that they were a same-sex couple before you were given any sort of clue to that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely for yeah. not knowing what was happening in the room that wasn't yeah until like the last five pages. Yeah, but anyway, but no, I really liked it a lot. Shame, like, Ian. Like this is great. Like somebody give these guys work and in, in, or if they want it. Please. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think there was a couple pretty smart choices made, in particular with the automatopoeia again. Like when the fight's like happening off screen. Uh, again, I was going to say off screen because uh, it feels more like like feels like a movie. It does feel very you know? movie. Um, yeah. How panel. it how it like overlaps and goes b- slides behind the door jam. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can see like the noise is creeping in, but it's obviously not happening in the room. It's it's seeping in from that room, and um, you know, even when she eventually stabs the dude, when she stabs, uh, when she stabs him on on the ground, that like schluck, you know, it, it's cut off by the doorway as well. So you're not getting the full sound. You know, you're getting the sound from in there. But um, there was there was something um, 
also that that happened that I I don't know you know if it's just the the thing that I'm looking at here or, or whatever, but you have a color shift for a couple of the pages. Um, I don't know if you caught that, Alan, or or anything like that as no, well. When they were doing the when she was uh, on the phone with the police. I didn't notice a color shift. No. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. It's right uh, when after she kills a dude and then she goes in to make the phone call into the uh, bedroom, into the daughter's bedroom. And you go like a couple more pages. And once she starts describing things uh, on the phone, the color shifts from being this like gray tone to being like this. It's blue. like a, it's like uh, not for me, but it's a little lighter gray. I notice. And there's a lot more focus on that light square. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then let me see if it does what I think it's going to do here. No, it doesn't. But, but like, there's a lot more focus on, like, she's safe. Like, I don't know, visually, it also has this idea, like, with that window, like, she's safe in the light. Like, as long as she stays in that light area, like, he's not going to come there. It's weird. It even shifts shifts back because she's still there. And then, so I, I think it's just the whole, like, you know, blue and, like, that color is just, like, cool, calm, collected, right? And she's on the phone with the police describing, you know, like, yes, he's here. Yes, a bat. Yes, you know, like... Yeah. And then afterwards, it goes back to, like, the gray um, the gray overtone. And then she starts just kind of, like, emotionally dealing with everything. You know, she's just sitting there reeling with it. And then, obviously, he just gets up in the background and... That's, you know, the scary part is he gets up and you're like, oh, man, he's going to come in there and get her. And then he's just, you know, close up of him and then he's gone. You know, he just goes away. And that's just the reason why that, like, resonated with me was because uh, that's one of my favorite scenes in horror movies is uh, mm-hmm. or in a more recent horror movie is in the movie uh, The Strangers, where um, one of one of the home invaders is in the background and you see him just there, like looking while she's uh, like on the phone talking with people, this and that. Um, and then you're like, "Oh man, he's gonna sneak up and get her or something like that." No, he just eventually disappears off panel or off screen. And it was just, I, I don't know, you know that that like unknown motivation is the scariest part of it. But yeah, I love all yeah. the little pop culture references, by the way. In this yeah, the Totoro room. and stuff. Uh, the Totoro, the Sailor Moon comics on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very clearly a Pixar fan got the three eyed alien and the little ball of the star. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say that other little doll, Steven Universe. Yeah, it looks a lot like Steven. Um, Universe. and there's a Batman figure on the wall over there. There's a lot of cool little stuff like that, which I think is neat. Like it's that's adding personal touches, and like when you look at the same panel over and over again, like it's it's cool to kind of start noticing that stuff in the background. Um, okay, cool. Well, yeah, where can people get this? Uh, you guys, where can, I think uh, Ryan, you said you knew the. the it's on Comicsology. Oh, it is. Really? Yeah, it's like two bucks. Oh, really? Um, so I would definitely recommend picking well, it there up. There you go. Yeah, there you, you go. Can get it in print directly uh, from them as well. Um, I believe off the top of my head, the store site for that one is, I know we talked about it last time. Yeah, I've got it. it. It's a uh, specter island.bigcartel.com. So specter S P E C T O R. Yeah. Island I S L A N D dot. But yeah. And I mean, cartel. it's awesome in print. We'll obviously, you know, we're talking, we're talking about that. Um, yeah. And they, they've got other awesome books. Like they have, um, that one, uh, 
F off squad. I'm going to call it on this show here. Um, This about skateboarding stuff. And then they have uh, this other book. Um, I'm going to tweet it out because off the top of my head, I'm blanking on the official title, but it's, it's uh, an offshoot or a story based on uh, that F off squad. And he actually does um, a, uh, a web comic called action hospital. Okay, yeah, um, I've heard of that. So uh, you could probably ch- check out uh, Action Hospital. I believe it's just actionhospital.com is uh, his site, and you can check out the uh, the webcomic there like that. But uh, hopefully we'll be catching up with uh, with them soon and exchanging words and stuff and uh, you know, talk a little bit more about the creative process and stuff because uh, we've definitely chatted before. They're rad people, and they make rad stuff. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, that is going to wrap us up for Here's My Issue, uh, the first part of our show, the the long haul. Thank you guys for sitting through that. Now uh, we move on to the second part of our show, which is called First Prince. Now in First Prince, we read a, a classic uh, comic book. Sometimes they're newer stuff, sometimes they're older stuff. Really anything good uh, that is, uh, if you're just getting into comics or maybe been out of comics for a while and you want to check up on some of the classics or some of the new stuff, uh, we do that. Sometimes it's an arc, sometimes it's a single issue, uh, sometimes it's a whole graphic novel. In this case, we actually read an entire little mini graphic novel uh a book that we've been wanting to check out for a while uh and we finally alan finally let us do it (laughs) Uh, and that is a little book uh called a tale of batman gotham by gaslight which is a uh which is uh brian uh, augustin and mike mignola of uh, hellboy fame um p craig russell and eduardo barreto um all worked on this um it is essentially uh turn of the uh, turn of the century or late bless you ryan Oh, there he goes. It's all right. Uh, So it's late turn of the century, um, Gotham City. Uh, And what if Bruce Wayne existed then instead of in the the 20th century, the late 19th century? And uh, he goes after a very famous uh, serial killer by the name of Jack the Ripper who has decided to show up in Gotham. So it's kind of historical fiction in a way. But this is like, if I remember correctly, this is pretty popular for being like one of the first major Elseworlds books, right? Am I correct on that? Yeah, I think this was one of the real early times where they were just like, well, yeah, you just kind of do whatever. Well, and the thing was, like, before this, a few years ago, didn't they decide, like, no more multiverse, no more all these things, let's combine everything into one. And now, like, they're like, they realize, like, oh, people really like sort of reading weird versions of their characters that they like. Yeah, and this one I know is is pretty is pretty darn popular. Um and so much so there th- was a canceled video game on it, I believe. Yeah, I think not. that there's actually really? I think that actually now the the Gotham Gotham by Gaslight universe is part of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for which, sure. I think all the else worlds are at this Yeah. Point. Uh we could talk about continuity later. But the point is, the point is, yeah. this is like one of the first books that was an alternate telling or like a, a reimagining, if you will, whether it be time period or whatever. Like we've yeah. read Red Sun before, which is yeah. like communist Superman. This is just turn of the century Batman. Well, it's uh, like it's like 1880s Batman. Yeah. 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 So uh, around, yeah, uh, turn of the... Jack yeah. the Ripper was 1888. So yeah, right it's close. There. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so... Uh, I didn't really actually petition for this book. We just all kind of decided on it. So it's um, kind of legendary. Mike yeah. Mignola, Batman. I mean, Mike Mignola. Mike Mignola in general. Uh, is great. That's the, the guy who draws Hellboy. Yes. Um, but what did you guys? I mean, what do we think of the book? Like, oh, I've Alan. never read this before. So I guess we'll start yeah, with Alan. Start Alan, with Alan, you're the most uh, tough uh, Batman uh, crack out of all of us. So you'll be, you'll give your you're most the honest. Tough boy. You won't color it with Batman paint. You will strip it down with your willpower of green <laughs> with and green tell us about all how bad it is. So what, Alan? Okay, let's start here. Let's try to remain positive. Alan, yeah. what did you like about this book? Um, okay. I Is liked, there anything you liked? I liked the, uh, I mean, much like I like 1602. I like Batman. I, I like where you can fit things into other universes and find appropriate 
levels of what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like analogy, uh-huh. right? So you can turn certain people into certain professions or have them hold certain ranks, yeah. and it makes sense. Um, this does a pretty good job of that. Um, I think the Joker reference was kind of cool. Um, Batman's rich, so that's easy. Um, <laughs> and then you have like the commissioner, which is still like commissioner police is still a thing in the late 19th century. And so, he looks exactly like Teddy Roosevelt. Which is super yeah. weird to me, but that's on the other side of my comments. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it, it, it does a good job pacing. It's a very complete story. So you go from introducing Bruce Wayne uh, and then getting all the way through this kind of climax and then the end which is a you know it's it's a pretty decent ending so um i don't think that it was badly set up or i mean all the characters were pretty great and i think that it's a pretty entertaining uh short graphic novel for what it is cool all right so what what what, what did the bat fans like about it (laughs) Chewy, um, this is like right. Just, this is like if you and I combined with and held hands into a comic book. This is <laughs> what our brains would think up. <laughs> it's it's historical fiction with with actual comic book, you know, legends and superheroes in it. I've said it before, and after you know, after how how many episodes have we done? What episode is this? It's in the 60 something. Sixty. It's in the sixties. So after probably fifty some odd swinging sixties. <laughs> yeah, after fifty some odd episodes uh, or issues, as we call them, um, I, I think we had that discussion about you know where DC is at their strongest, and for me, at this point in time. DC is at their strongest when they take their established, you know, heroes, their legends, and they apply them to other time periods, to other universes, mm-hmm. to other circumstances. Um, very much, it, and we make the analogy of like, oh well, you know, the DC heroes are like the gods, the myths, you yeah. know, the Greek myths and the Roman, you know, like legends and all that sort of stuff, um, you know, because of what they are and what they represent versus Marvel. I think another reason why it fits in is because, you know, those same characters, the same archetypes, the same myths, um, you know, of Hercules, let's say, you know, is told in different cultures and different time periods using different names. Now mm-hmm. off the top of my head, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, like have, I mean, you have like what Samson, you know, I guess yeah. it's kind of like that. You know, you have uh, Hercules. You have these other like analogs for it, and that's exactly what they're doing here. You know, they're they're putting you know the world's greatest detective in a time period where the world's greatest detectives that we had couldn't figure something out. Yeah, you know, and so for me, that that's what I really liked. And then of course Mignola, you know, doing his thing on the art, just killing it. Um, and then it's got everything I love, you know, it's got blood, it's got murder, it's got mystery, intrigue, you got the Batman, you got darkness. It's, it's, it's awesome. So with that, I'm going to throw it to Ryan because Ryan's favorite type of Batman is a Batman who solves mysteries and is a detective. That's true. So what did you think? Like, I'll ask you on the, on that level. What did you think of it? Oh, I liked it. I really liked, um, the the plot the story was was i think very well constructed mm-hmm. uh it it sort of put all the things in place and and let you sort of slowly draw the same conclusions that batman did but at the same time make it made it seem on the surface like oh yeah yeah batman could be jack the ripper like not that 
you, the reader, is thinking like, oh, Batman's totally killing yeah. us. Like if you didn't know who this was and you heard about this monster thing. Yeah. But yeah, if you're, you're just like, world. you're just like, well, well, yeah, he was in London at the same time this is happening and now he's here and he disappears at night and does mysterious things. It's like, well, and especially well, when hmm. there's no forensic evidence and it's yeah, all exactly. based on hearsay and that's how yeah, it yeah. goes. And it's like, well, they had their man, so they're done. And that still even happens today, scary oh, enough yeah. as it is. Um, but yeah, I, I, okay, I'm going to try not to gush too much. Because I know that Alan's Alan's gonna start strangling me if I do. Um, I well, was gonna need it because he's gonna chop us I, down. I will say this: I agree with you, Chewie. I think that I'm gonna put this in a term of toys because I think DC is best when they let other people play with their toys. Yeah, and the idea that. The idea that like Marvel is this huge expansive universe. Marvel's like a playset. Like you yeah. have all of it. So yeah. if you have to reimagine it, you have to reimagine all of it. Yeah, yeah. To where DC, you could say, okay, I'm gonna focus on this one character. Here's my Batman action figure. Oh, uh, what if he's you know with knights? You know and now it, he's playing with knights. What if he's with cowboys? And now it's cowboy Batman. You know what it now is. Now we know how Ian plays as a child. But yeah, like yeah. that's how but that's how that works. Do you remember? Like from the Batman movies when we were kids, where you'd find the Batman action figure that had the special armor that never was in the movie. Oh, yeah. like, like, oh yes, like, Snow Commando Batman. Yeah, camouflage Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> it is. This is this is really great yeah. for running around in the night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure no one will see him in this bright white, blue, and and like neon green it's camo for the outfit. Arctic. Yeah. You know yeah. the the radiated Arctic. Yeah, for yeah. It, that he fought. The Joker in? Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's kind of that same thing. It's like, I know it's a silly comparison, but it's like the idea is like, hey, here's this guy. You like put him in all these scenarios. But like, and that, but it, but it works. This works really well. And I think it, I, I like the idea that it is a, um, it's him. It's detective Batman. He's solving a murder mystery. What I like the best about it. I like the costume and everything. Everything works really well. The historical fiction works really well. Um, I think uh, having him like, meet with Sigmund Freud and then having him hunt down Jack the Ripper. That's great. I like the little nods to DC continuity, like the Joker. And unlike Alan, who probably is going to hate on it. I like that, 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 uh, that Gordon looked like, uh, Roosevelt. I think Me that too. is fitting because I think it's probably, he's like, Oh, it's a really cool guy. I want to look like him. Like, I don't know. That's you that's, know, that's the, 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 the Jim official. That's the continuity I put together yeah. in my head. But like, what I really liked is that Batman is still Batman even when he's in prison. Like the idea that like Batman is put in the one place he never wants to be, well, and he's yet not he's even still in Batman. Prison. He's in he's an Arkham. Arkham Asylum. So yeah. like, he's still Batman, like which I really really dug. Person. And the art. I mean, the art is great. Um, I mean, I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about it. I'm sure there is probably weaknesses that Alan will point out here momentarily. But uh, Alan, what? Okay, now Alan, I'm gonna give you free reign here. Don't let me down. What didn't you like? <laughs> um, I, I okay. Let me let me preface by saying um, that I I don't think anything that I don't, didn't like about it are is any objective truth. And I feel like a lot of the reasons that I didn't like it um, are personal reasons or or, or artistic reasons or, or something like that. Um, so the first thing I, I just want to... I think that the introduction... Okay, Batman book. It's a graphic novel. It's setting up a new time frame. Let's do another origin story. Fine. They kept oh, yeah. it to two pages, and it actually worked pretty well. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. That worked. Um, so you can all get over that. And then we jump into him doing his Batman thing where he's training with all the best people in the world. But pulling out Sigmund Freud as like as a, like a discernitive... Uh, like as somebody who is is creditable in any sort of way is really not great. 
Uh, it's just sort of like people know the name Sigmund Freud. Yeah. Let's say it a couple times. But I think like in that, I'm going to refute you on this. I think in that time period, he was highly regarded like as being like cutting yeah, edge and yeah. new. And you now wanna, we look at it and we're like, okay, a lot of the things you say maybe had some truth, but you went way overboard, dude. You should you should talk to Jenna about that because every time anybody <laughs> brings up Sigmund Freud, she just goes, ugh. I know. <laughs> but, uh, I know. <laughs> uh, that being said, I, I think that was okay. And then text her right now. Just two words. Sigmund, Sigmund Freud. Freud. Question mark? Maybe um, don't. I would say the other thing that it, what where is this um, in in real life years uh, away from Hellboy? Uh, this is pre, I think. Pre Hellboy, I would think so, right? Because it still says Michael Mignola, and like yeah, I don't think true. he goes by he Michael go very that. often. I just think that this art redone in a later era Mignola would have been so much better. Like when he plays, because there's not enough of that being really like like silhouette playing, like not yeah. enough of that negative space black going on, and you can see hints of it kind of like starting and and little pieces of art where he kind of gets there. Um, but I think for how dark this yeah, book so this is, is 1989. This is this is early, early, yeah. And you can, yeah, I know you can see you can see parts of it, like where he's starting. There's one where uh, I think it's towards the end of the book where he flashes back to the day his parents are killed. And it's the guy firing the two guns, and that's perfect. Um, and and knowing that it's him, and not getting that sort of like Mignola esque uh, uh, artwork is just a little disappointing. But I understand it's way before that. You can still get bits of it. Um, this is sort of like the the proto. Like this is the stuff that led to yeah Hellboy. Yeah, more than anything. Um, I think that uh, Theodore Roosevelt being the commissioner of police is. Uh, is okay. <laughs> I don't well, see not, why he had to copy it be, exactly. He's not Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, it is. But it's still Jim Gordon. The one Jim No, 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 no. The one picture where he's laughing, this one right here. No, I'm, yeah. no like, Alan. That is, no, he traced that. Alan, Come I, on. Alan, I understand that he looks like Theodore Roosevelt, but the character's name is Inspector Gordon, and that is his name. All right, that's fair. And I'm just saying, like, you don't like to dress like people. You never tried to cosplay like somebody you like in real life. Be no, like, no, oh, I, I like. Mean, I mean, I'll be admit I it. I like David picture. Beckham's hairstyle. I tried to get it, go for it a couple of times. I don't look like David Beckham. I, I just <laughs> think that it's it's just one of those uncanny things. Um, I the other thing I don't like is Jack the Ripper as a as a uh, a plot point. I've never liked Jack the Ripper as a plot point. It's even in 1989, it seems overused to me. Okay, like I understand Batman has to. Why wouldn't we? In this case, why wouldn't we retrofit the Joker into something that made more sense? I think because... I, well, well, go ahead, Joey. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was reading this and, you know, where he's trying to figure out who it is and stuff like that. I was very on edge that they were going to be like, oh, remember how we showed you the picture of the Joker? Well, guess what? It's the Joker. I was. I would have been really bummed out about that. I don't think... Because I think it's the easy thing to do. Yeah, but know? I don't think the Joker should have been Jack the Ripper. I think the Joker should have been something else. I think the reason yeah. that they okay. did Jack the Ripper is because this is the first of its kind, and they were putting in a specific time period. They're like, okay, well, how do we make it fit that time period as best we can? Well, who would Batman be fighting in there? I mean, there wouldn't be a, there wouldn't be a Joker. There wouldn't be a Two Face. I mean, we could retrofit him, but like, who would be who's I, the villain of the day? I'm like, well, yeah. Jack the Ripper. I Everyone just feel like was it takes away from the point of putting Batman into the late 19th century sure. and then not following up with anyone else being in the late 19th century with I the exception you. of Gordon. I get you. Know you know what I mean? Okay, I, I can see it. that. I can see that. I can see that. I it, think the, the, I mean, I could be completely off base, but I think, you know, the, the reason is kind of what I said before where it's, you know, uh, the world's greatest detective versus, 
you know, one of the world's greatest mysteries, unsolved mysteries. I guess that makes sense. And to, I mean, Ian, your analogy of play sets makes a lot of sense here where it's like, now Batman's going to solve the Jack the Ripper. But then, even then, the ending sucks. Okay. Like, the ending of this book sucks. And I'm so mad about it. I mean, I definitely will say that it took a page from the 1989 <laughs> Batman movie, which it, is, let's make the villain the source of all the hero's problems. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen or read this comic or seen the Batman 89, but what's wrong with you? Um, but, like, uh, yeah, it definitely felt like, and I'm the source. I, I like the idea. What I did like about it is I like that it was like a, a weird psychotic thing based on something that was just so banal and so like small and right. like he built it up in his head like this huge deal right and mm-hmm. like like i know people who are like that and even i've been guilty like that all oh, these people think this and this and this like well no they probably don't right you're just making this all up in your head it seems like if snape went off the deep end <laughs> and then that's how you ended up with jack the ripper i mean it just it's so well, i mean they had to make yeah. jack the ripper not full like like he was nuts. Like you have to make him to a certain extent. I feel like crazy. Once again, I just feel like they're with as much creativity as went into to creating this story. Mm-hmm. They really leaned backwards on not just not only just the villain, but also the way that that whole thing. I think they they up. wanted everything to really just perfect bow right at the end. Everything to tie up perfectly. You know what? And made now me laugh? we're done, and we can just leave this and let it go, yeah. and we're done with it forever. Um, and you know what made me laugh, yeah. Ryan? And this might make you laugh as, as a fan of uh, procedural cop shows uh-huh. is when they find the blood on the napkin and the knife. Or, or yeah, yeah, and they're like, well, this constitutes evidence, and it's like there was no DNA testing back then. <laughs> That's just a bloody knife, and <laughs> it always reminds me of that John Mulaney bit. For, it's for like, every... what did they do back then? Oh, look, there's a pile of the killer's blood. Hmm, gross. Clean it up and let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, for all they know, it's just his toe knife. I know, right? He could have like been doing surgery on himself. It's just yeah. like, well, there's a bloody knife. Maybe that must he be the stabbed weapon. a horse. There's nothing illegal about that. <laughs> I've just been trying to feel again, guys. Come on. <laughs> he, and then, he's been empty he since just his had, parents' death. And he then, just okay, had a really, really rare steak. Yeah. One last thing, and I'll stop being a jerk. But the the fact where he's in the jail cell, he's like, I had nothing. I found nothing. And he throws the papers in it and lines up perfectly. <laughs> no, he, <yeah. laughs> Look at this thing I've missed because it's on the ground now. <laughs> this I didn't realize I had to look at it on the ground. <laughs> oh, Alan. It's anyway. a shift in perspective, Alan. Right. Yeah, I mean, it. it's... The flying it, man with the ring is way more realistic. Okay. No, you know what, though? <laughs> not what I meant. I think, I think some of the things that, I'm that, that, that Alan's I got pointing nothing. out are like the fact that this book is 28 it is. years old. Yeah, I mean, you have to give it. And you have to, I mean, the one thing is. You Which go is into, crazy. I didn't think about it until right now. This book is 28 years old. Yeah. That's old. Yeah. Um, I And I think that you're right, Ryan. You you have to give it. I mean, Mignola is not Mignola yet. And. Uh, you know, you have this book, and it's one of the first Elseworlds book. They didn't even know if this was going to sell very well. And, and in the defense of, of like, stories set in the 1880s dealing with Jack the Ripper, this was pretty early. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the other things where you're thinking, like, oh, I've, I've seen this Jack the Ripper in the 1880s done a million times. I don't know about this, that. It, it, there were fewer of them okay, when yes. this came out than there are now. Mathematically Doctor speaking, Who hadn't done it yet. That's true. All right. Um and and I think that if you're a fan of Batman, then this book immediately becomes like ten times better. 
Oh yeah. Um, and I think that look, like I said, all these things that I'm having are just, you know, they're just things that didn't grab me. Now, comparing this book to yeah. my favorite Batman book, mm-hmm. which is Year One Hundred, Year One Hundred, uh-huh. which was roughly the same thing, taking Batman and putting him in a situation mm-hmm. in another time mm-hmm. with the same characters but mm-hmm. different, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Um, and then letting he's a him fugitive, play around. He's on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like getting that Batman and and being, he was a detective there too, and putting him in a different time space, even though it was in the future, that I think Year 100 did it way better because they let that unfold more naturally. Like, they let him be a part of that story without... Like, they brought everything with them into that story. And they had, like, Robin, even though he wasn't technically Dick Grayson, it was still, like, a yeah. Robin character. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't... I, I don't know. I feel like to be roughly fair, the same thing, but Year 100 did it way better. But Year 100 was also... 20 something years later and four times as long I, I mean, and i'm not i'm not i'm just saying like not airtight right yeah, yeah i'm <laughs> just saying like it's 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 an interesting like this year 100 would not exist if this book didn't exist the, i agree you the know other I mean? thing that i kind of think that goes along with that is um when you're looking at something in the future and you're like okay it's it's batman it's in the future and he's on the run because they think he is the one that's doing bad that he's the bad guy yeah. Okay, versus, you know, okay, well, it's Batman, you know, 100 years in the past, and he's, you know, he's on the run, he's on the run, because they think he's a bad guy, because they think he's Jack the Ripper. So that one thing right there then t- starts to tether bit, you. Yeah. It starts to tether you to say, okay, and so I have to draw parallels. I have to make sh- sure that I get across why people think that. And, of course, what would Batman do? He would need to clear his name by doing this and that. With Batman Year 100, you have the potential to say, okay, well, in what circumstance am I going to make him so? You, you, it hasn't been written yet, 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 so you're not necessarily tied to a particular no, I- um you know, but, but here's like what, figure that you yeah. have to then write to and write around. You can kind of mold that clay the way that you want. But here's what Batman 100 did that this one didn't, is they involved the supporting cast. Like in this one, you have Batman. Okay. He's very much alone. In fact, he has to get out of jail. He's like, I've already unlocked the door. Let's just get out of here. Yeah. And But in year 100, remember, he pulls Gordon into it. Yeah. And like Gordon's got his own little side story going on. He's got Robin and, um, and that other woman i forget her name at the moment um and you pull in the supporting cast and you it feels like a complete story where people live in this in this thing maybe for you neat like kind of like liking that like supporting cast and all that sort of stuff maybe if this were a longer book or a longer series they would have the ability to do that and maybe it would sit a little bit better i mean that's possible it's, it's 50 pages i that's true. It is much shorter. I mean, it's not four issues like the other one was. Um, that yeah. So length may factor into it. I I think that. I I think that introducing as many well-known characters into a book and not using them, is more of, the, the the problem that this book creates, mm-hmm. than than not interacting with the sporting class. Uh, I mean, you have Commissioner Gordon and he's in several scenes but never does anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's just like there. He's like, oh, Bruce, why did you do this? Yeah. And it's, it, it would make more sense to like give him one thing to do. Have yeah. him bring the key down to the jail cell at least just so he has something to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, if I'm going to bring all my toys over to this play set and just use one of the eight toys that I brought, what was the point of the other seven? Yeah. 
I don't know. They're like, just going to stand there to be there. Yeah, yeah. it's nitpicky. Like props. Yeah. I get it. You, you think you'd do better. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> um, Not at all. Well, you guys can check it out for yourself. Um, it is available anywhere DC Comics are sold. Uh, you can probably find a, a trade of it pretty easily. A hardcore, I think they have hard covers of them. Or you can get it digitally on Comixology. Um, so yeah, Bat- Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. I would say check it out. Um, unless you're Alan, then never read it again. But you've you read it once. Read it. You've read it once. You should read it. You should. Alan's saying you should Form read it. Form your own opinions. Form your own opinions. Keep, so, keep my keep my voice in the back of your head while you're doing it. So that is going to wrap us up for First Prince. Uh, and now we move on to the third part of our show, which is called the Four Color Character Compendium, in which we uh, talk about uh, comic book characters, whether they be heroes, villains, uh, sometimes a super team or an organization. Sometimes we talk about comic creators, like uh, writers and artists, anybody who's important in the comics community. It's kind of like the idea of a comic book history lesson fused together with comic book vocab. So you can go to all your friends and say, hey, you guys know about Mysterio? He's pretty neat because his head is a glass ball. I like how we keep talking about him just because he sucks so much. We saw, by the way, we were at uh, a little segue here. We were at uh, Fat Collectibles where we usually go and shop for comics. And they had, I was very tempted to buy it because it was on sale because they had a, a, a 4th of July sale. And they had a uh, Marvel Zombies Mysterio. Oh, wow. And what it was was a broken helmet with just a brain sitting in it. I was so tempted. Like the broken thing. Wait, and like was his, this a drawing or like a toy? No, this was a, this was a statue, a bust. Oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> yes, it was incredible. <laughs> I was like, oh. I think the only thing that If I had make, money, I could just throw away I think and get it gonna, just so we could put it on the wall. I buy this for you and then like leave it in your room while you sleep. I think the only <laughs> thing that make Mysterio worse is Marvel zombies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but speaking of Marvel, uh, we're talking about a Marvel character this time, aren't we, Ryan? Yes, Ryan's yes, we are. Ryan's our resident historian. That's he's, me. He's opened the tome of, um, he slid to unlock the tome of the, of the <laughs> character the compendium. So, uh, Ryan, what character are we talking about this time? Uh, we're going to talk about Black Panther. Ooh. Which is weird because I thought we had talked about him before. No. But I, I looked it up and, and the internet says no. No, we haven't. That's so so if we have, it wouldn't be the first time we've talked about a character on Character Compendium twice. I'll give yeah. you, a, you get a, a no prize if you figure out. Yeah, you get a no prize if that, you tell that us we've done it. Uh, so uh, Black Panther, t- uh, I actually haven't seen the new movie in which he's in. So do they say his name? Yes. The 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 not Black Panther, but like the guy's name. Because I've never T'Challa? heard it pronounced out loud. Yeah, so T'Challa. They say it's T'Challa. T'Challa. Okay. That's kind of what I thought, but I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know if I was like way off on that one. I know um, that from before the movie, and we'll talk about that. Wait, okay, hold on. Now that now that we're talking about this, yeah. I do remember talking about Black Panther. Yeah, we talked about uh, the writer of the Black Panther book. We talked about Black Panther in the sense that a major Black Panther villain was in uh, Age of Voltron. I know I've recommended a book about him, but that's fine. All right, we're going to do it twice. We're going to do it anyway. Um, so no, too late at this point. I've now. definitely not read. <laughs> We've torn off the brake handle. Yeah, <laughs> the black. Panther we can't trade stop it now. What? You know yeah. what? He's once you go Black Panther, you can't go Back yeah. Panther. Oh, oh. all right. Uh. Uh, so Black Panther is uh, early Marvel. He is uh, one of the ones created by Stan and Jack. Um, so Stanley and Jack Kirby created Black Panther for Fantastic Four number fifty-two in July nineteen sixty-six. 
Uh, first black superhero in mainstream American comics. Um, came years before The Falcon, Luke Cage, Green Lantern, John Stewart, Black Lightning, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I mean, that was something that was... It's Marvel not insignificant. Was, well, yeah, and Marvel was not... I mean, like, l- there's a lot of characters that they did that st- sort of stuff with. I mean, look at Daredevil. Yeah. Daredevil was a blind superhero. That's true. And even though blind kids couldn't see the comic, people would read them, and they printed Braille versions, and kids loved it. Like the bl- like the blind community really reached out and and I think like I, I mean this is obviously it's it's a character created by a white man so we'll say that but like that is pretty big that's pretty yeah. momentous yeah and so actually the character named the Black Panther uh, July nineteen sixty six predates the founding of the Black Panther Party October nineteen sixty six uh, though there had been a a Black Panther on the logo of the 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 group that led to the black Panthers. There was also a a world war two segregated battalion, uh, called the black Panthers. that were a tank battalion, which I did not know that, uh, which pretty neat. Um, so, so yeah, pretty neat. He was, he was not the first, uh, obviously not the first black character in comics. No. Uh, and there were even non caricatured black characters who came before him, but he was the first one who was a superhero. Um, so Black Panther was in several issues of Fantastic Four, 52, 53, uh, in the 60s, uh, showed up in a Fantastic Four annual, and showed up in a few issues of Tales of Suspense, where he went to New York. He eventually showed up in Avengers number 52 in May 1968, um, made solo guest appearances in Daredevil, fought Doctor Doom in Astonishing Tales, um, and, and at one point in the 70s decided to try going by Black Leopard. Instead of really? Black Panther, that's uh, weird. to distance himself from from the Black Panther oh, party. Oh, from the Black Panther. Oh, that's right. Uh, also, Marvel takes place in reality. Also, if you, if you yeah. look at the the very early sketches uh, done by by Jack Kirby, which by the way, the costume Jack Kirby's costume design for Black Panther is bad, guys. It's bad. It's oh, on yeah. Wikipedia. If you look it up, oh, he's wearing like a Lord. like oh, wow. a ridiculous yellow outfit. Black with Captain a dopey Marvel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not good. And but I don't mean Marvel. Originally, Marvel. at I mean, that point when he drew the character, the character was going to be called the Coal Tiger. <laughs> the Coal Tiger. Uh, so I'm glad oh, that, they, wow. that they switched that up. Uh, Black Panther for a while also had a a, a Batman style mask with just little ears instead of, yeah. uh, but, but the mouth, the nose, and the mouth sort of open. Uh, I like it better with just the, the, the all black, black mask. With the it's so eyes. sleek looking. By the way, yeah, that metal. costume, like as silly as that costume, that's silly, but like. That costume is weird because you don't get any emotion or facial yeah. emotion from it. But in Civil War, it works. Oh, so it well. really does. It's like it's so honestly, good. It, it's probably besides Spider Man the best design. Pardon me, the best design costume in that whole movie. Yeah, I would oh, agree. Yeah, yeah oh, it's man. solid. It's super so good, good, dude. Every time that guy's on screen, like whether in costume or out. I was just like enraptured. Yeah. I was just like, "Give me more Black Panther, please!" This guy is so, so awesome. Speaking so about cool. Black, about about uh, the history of the Black Panther, yeah. he's not the first Black Panther, is he? Um, In comics, he is, yes. But as far as the history of the character goes, no. Right? Yeah, the Black Panther. It's a ceremonial title given to the chief of the Panther tribe of the super hyper technological technologically advanced African nation of Wakanda. Yes. Correct. Uh, so, so it is a which symbol is where, of office. It's which like the where, head of state. It's where vibranium See? comes from. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> where uh, Captain America's shield, Captain America's shield, but and not part of Wolverine's claws. Yeah. Well, no, they're, they're adamantium and vibranium mixed together. Aren't they? I no, no, they're adamantium. Aren't they're, they're just adamantium. Was, they're just adamantium. Okay. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. 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 Named after that rock band. Go ahead. Look it up. Um, it's not a joke. That's 
That's where they got that. Are you um, serious? I don't think that they. I don't think they got it from the rock. There band. is a band called Adamantium. No, no, but there's a band called Zero. Adam and the Ants. Yeah, no, yeah. I know that, yeah, but yeah. that's like that. Where they got it from? I think they got it from Adam Ant. Uh, uh, I made that up. That's fake. Why did you that's say pretend. it wasn't fake? I don't know. It sounds. Uh, you guys believe anything I tell you? That's totally true. It's uh, awesome. No, I, I made a mistake. I believe Captain America's shield is is from an, uh, an adamantium, vibranium, and uranium alloy. So oh, there you three. go, uranium. So it'll on. give you give you the cancer. Yes. Um, so yeah, Chala T'Challa was the um, he was the next in line. I'm not super familiar. Did they talk about it at all in the movie? Sorry, a little bit. The they movie. mentioned there's a his, couple different origins, and there's a couple different yeah, origins. But they mention his like it's like a, a ceremony. The point I wanted to get across is what you got across, which is the ceremonial yeah, yeah. title handed down from from father to son in Wakanda. Yeah, and, and it's it's some, interesting because he is yeah. in a lot of ways like the opposite Doctor Doom. Yes, because because both Black Panther and Doctor Doom are. You know, super powered and also super smart and also sovereign nations. Right. So they have the whole like, oh, Diplom- you know, I don't, diplomatic community. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to do what your American oh, blah, blah, laws blah, 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 say. Blah, blah, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I was, I was uh, but right. and they're but they're they're both obviously like kind of two sides of the same coin because because Doctor Doom is a is an evil dictator, right? And then but Black Panther is a you know a, a benevolent king, you know, a leader yes. who's. Uh, it's it's just kind of interesting that that Marvel has sort of both of those agreed, and they both have that whole diplomatic immunity thing. Which agreed, is that's very interesting. I wanted to shout um, out him, but I'm not going to. Also, famously, Black Panther married Storm for that a little true. bit yeah. until oh, wow. they got divorced again. Depending yeah. on you know which continuity you go for, Mohawk Storm. No, nah, no, no. Oh, later, man. Mohawk Storm. Is Queen great. Storm. Queen yeah, Storm yeah. was still Queen, pretty Queen cool. Queen Aurora. Yeah, yeah, she was just pretty hardcore. She's you know, one of the more powerful people in the Marvel universe. Yes. That's definitely She's true. a mutant. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you, is that how you a say it? Uh, anyway. Um, but, um, so what are Black Panther's like powers, if you will? Um, Black Panther's powers are. He's got a neat costume. Awesome. His that, costume looks rad. Uh, he's got the power of diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is when he becomes the Black Panther, uh, he eats a special heart shaped herb. Uh, which is capitalized. So this did not important. happen in the movie. No, no yeah. Um, so, it, so it gives him... Not um, that we saw. Not that we saw. It's, <laughs> no. it, it basically makes him Captain America. Superhumanly acute senses, enhanced strength, speed and agility, stamina, durability, healing, all, all that stuff. Right. I think, all the I think things. since then, it, he's probably uh, just a at least super trained martial artist. Yes. No, no, I'm pretty sure that he's actually super. Well, and I like, don't think so. I think I nowadays think maybe maybe in the uh, so more, I haven't seen the new movie. See, he's more like in my understanding, he's more like Batman, where he's like he's trained okay. himself to the max ability, but his his suit has some neat features. I uh, think that his suit actually enhances his abilities. Yeah, I I think that yeah, depending on what we're talking about, uh, yeah, a, a lot of the a lot of the like old school backstory for Black Panther is is that he has magically enhanced abilities okay so so whereas captain america has enhanced abilities faith thanks to science black panther has enhanced abilities thanks to magic yeah the the magic of being the black panther yes and 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 the whatever but his costume has some neat features though yeah uh, does it is it 
I don't know. Tell me about vibranium the claws. Does it? Yeah, yes. that's right. Because vibranium comes from there. Right, and it, and it's vibranium. also he can also it's also is it is it, is the costume bulletproof or is he can he just reflect? Well, bullets? vibranium is he's got vibranium in the suit. So yeah, yeah. so the entire thing is like bulletproof. It's yeah. pretty rad because you'll see in the movie bullets just bounce. You haven't even have in the trailer. Bullets just bounce off him left oh, and right. Tink, tink. It was so great. Oh, it's he great. just turns around like a ba. <laughs> Sorry, right. I'm just trying to get. No, that's all right. Points. He's also a PhD in physics. Yep, that's that's uh, awesome. He's extremely smart. Uh, Wikipedia says one of the eight smartest people in uh, in the Marvel universe. Who's number at least one? On the and list. super cool, probably the top three coolest people in the Marvel universe. That's true. <laughs> yes, he is. I think number one is a isn't it Reed Richards? I thought he was. I would imagine. There's Reed a Richards. whole issue. There's a whole series. Yeah. Well, about... the thing is that Reed Richards, I think, is now usurped only by uh, Valeria Richards. Oh yeah, because yeah. Oh. she's like crazy smart. Well, because there's also Iron Man's up there, and and so is Doctor Iron Man Doom. is not as smart as Reed Richards. No, he's not. But he's he's there. Yeah, they they let him come. I mean, Peter Parker's on the top ten list. Professor Javier. So is Professor Javier. Professor Javier. Really. Yeah, Probably. oh yeah, he totally is. He's a jerk, but he's smart jerk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Kinda. got that his he's got that brain thing. He's <laughs> got that he's brain thing. Um so I, I don't know. I haven't read a lot of Black Panther in the comics. Alan, have you? Chewie, I don't Chewie, I don't know if you I've heard a lot of good things about the new series. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't read, it, read a whole lot in the comics or anything, but hearing a lot of good things about the new, one. a new Actually series, a lot of the the sort of early the the mid seventies Black Panther stuff um is sort of one of the big first times that marvel did a a self-contained multi-issue story arc oh really yeah um there's there's a uh so the it's um this was actually it's it's kind of depressing when you think about it but black panther was serialized in the the marvel book jungle action yeah uh so starting in in number five oh boy um but there was a there's a a series of there, so it was an anthology book and so there was a series of 17 page stories in jungle action number six through number 24 which ran from september 73 to november 76 that um was basically the first time that marvel did like a long-term story arc and then the second story arc after that which was called um and that one was called Panther's Rage, and a lot of critics consider it really Marvel's first graphic novel. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Um, mm. And then the 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 next the second and final arc was Panther versus the, versus the Clan. Um, About which, time. Which oh, was man. in Jungle Action nineteen through twenty four, uh, and um, Dwayne McDuffie, who uh, is no longer alive, but he was a uh, very well-known comic book writer. If you liked any of the DC animated universe, you've enjoyed Dwayne McDuffie's writing. He's no longer alive, um, but he was saying that it's it's probably like Black Panther versus the Klan is probably one of the best, just best comic stories ever in terms of like pacing and the way the art fits with the writing Ooh, and stuff wow. like Dude, that. It's crazy. So. You're saying lots of things that I really enjoy hearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panther, first of all. Second of all taking down the clan like oh man and then on top of that it's like it's a good like like it's well written it's well paced it's oh man i'm stoked on that one i am i i learned a lot about black panther's backstory uh from the uh uh, avengers cartoon the uh earth 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 Heroes. Heroes. that one was so good it was and like it did such a really good job of like establishing that character and he was like he was i mean he wasn't like in there every single week but but like they talk about wakanda they talk about all that talk about they have a whole episode about about his like dad dying and him becoming the black panther and it's it's awesome um, I, I I mean, if you're looking for something that's non-comics or something you can watch with the kids, that's a really, really 
really good one. And I think I've mentioned it like three times on the show, but my favorite Black Panther story I've ever read, which isn't a lot, but it is some, is the there's a Black Panther. It's a three uh, three part um, mini tie-in for uh, Secret Invasion. Okay. So when the scrolls invade and uh, they start figuring out, so the scrolls are breeding new scrolls to have superhero powers, like all kind of rolled into one, and so they invade Wakanda. And it's Ooh. it's written by Jason Aaron. Um, oh wow! And oh, wow. penciled by uh, is it Hefte Hefte Paulo? And it's some of the most gorgeous art with some of the most amazing Black Panther moments. Two of my favorite panels, uh, or I guess this is three panels, but it's this scroll facing down the Black Panther, and he says, "I've trained my whole my entire life to face you." And then Black Panther just replies, "Then you have already lost." For I have trained my entire life to face the unknown. Oh, oh, dude. <laughs> oh. And then finally, oh, man. This, this picture right here, which is what happens when the scrolls invade Wakanda. And it's just a bunch of dead scrolls outside of the city. And it's written in blood that says, this is what happens when you invade Wakanda. Oh, man. It's, the art is gorgeous. It's so Pretty much metal. like silhouette and like lightning going off and just amazing Black Panther moments. It's only three issues. I highly recommend it. It's Black Panther 41 to 43, I think. So pick that up. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, I mean. I'm stoked. I'm stoked on this. Black Panther, like, just for a lot of reasons. But, like, I I really especially like the fact that, you know, he's one of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe as Mm -hmm. well. You know, it's not just like, oh, well, he's strong, but, you know, he can't do things on his own. It's like. No, he's a, he's a man of science. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times, you know, like black characters are are marginalized as saying like, oh well, he's a strong one, or he's yeah. got you know this cool power, or this or that. But but he can't, you know, he can't come up with the plan. He can't figure out the technology. Someone gives him, you know, it's like whatever. This is something. It's like no man. Like he's got it. Not only he, but his people, his lineage. You know, his family. Like that, I think is like a, a huge thing. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's a huge part of why I really like him because it's just like lots of lots of big steps there, and not done at least now. Looking at it, it, it it's not just like oh well, I guess let's give him this power, let's do that. Like it it fits, it's natural, it's organic, and it makes sense. You know what I mean? I, that's what I like about it. Totally. So, all right, well, that's going to wrap us up for the four-color character compendium um, and Black Panther. Uh, and now we're going to move on to the final section of our show, unfortunately, which, like any good comic, we end with Back Matter, which is where uh, we talk about comic book news and things that have been going on, the hap-haps between us and, and the world of comic books. Uh, sometimes we, uh, we, t- we read letters when we get them. We didn't, unfortunately, get any this time. So please send us some wah, emails. Wah. Send us some uh, reviews. Wah, wah, we, we do like to see those. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk about the hap-haps. Alan actually went to a, uh, yeah. hey, a convention that is a little off the beat path for for a couple of us for but uh, but uh, but honestly something <laughs> I, i'm thinking we should attend in the future alan huh. you went to the anime expo i went to the anime expo i think they just call it anime expo it is it's called anime expo all right uh anime expo I, I'm, I'm going to the san diego comic con <laughs> <laughs> the comic con which i'm hoping to go to um you will a little bit at least uh that being said yeah it was it was really great i haven't been for two or three years um jen and i went uh we went for the first time then so two or three years ago and it was super fun like the cosplay is on point and it's just 
I haven't been to Comic-Con, but I'm going to be really... I feel like I'm going to be disappointed because everyone is so nice at Anime Expo. Yeah. Like, everybody's super there to have fun. And, like, you bump into people and it's just a bunch of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, oh, my God, I love your cosplay. Let's take a picture together. Like, this is so great. And everybody's there and it's just, like, a big kind of family environment. Um, so it, you're saying Anime Expo was like an anime. <laughs> where everyone's just super excited and like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh my god, I love your picture. Or, I <laughs> yeah, love your basically. costume. Yeah. Um, I actually did a group cosplay uh, yeah. with my roommates Jen and one of her friends, where we uh, we dressed up as uh, Gijinka, which is uh, basically it, we dressed up as Pokemon in a Gijinka fashion, um, which is you don't dress up Explain. as the thing, but you dress up with elements of the thing okay. to create the illusion of it. So like. We actually, my sister made us some really sweet ears that we each put on because we each picked a different um, evolution of the Pokemon Eevee to dress okay. up as. Um, I will show you what this looks like. But um, uh, the point was that we walked around and there was five of us and everybody would stop us and be like, oh, you guys are a group. Let me get a picture. And we take a picture and we ran into other Pokemon cosplayers and we get a picture yeah. with them. Um, and it was just, it was super fun. Um, the panels are a little bit different. So basically uh, the panels are a lot more like, geared towards getting people together who like the same thing so at comic cons or wonder con you have let's meet the artists and the writers and um let's get them together and and talk about what's coming out let's get you excited for this book but an anime it's like here's an auditorium where we're going to play the first three episodes of this anime come sit down and watch oh cool and then there's panels yeah. where it's like hey you want to learn how to be a cosplayer Here's a bunch of professional cosplayers that teach you how to sew and pose and act and all this other and stuff. And they have those at two at Comic-Con, but I think it's, it sounds a little more um, a narrow focus, right. which is cool. My, yeah. my personal favorite is they have AMV, which is anime music videos. Oh, man. Oh, boy. They have, they have workshops. The amount of time I spent like watching AMVs in college is, is, let's not talk about it anymore. It's super great. Um, so anyway, I, I just had like a whole lot of fun. Uh, we dressed up just the one day, so the next day we could just come back and do some shopping and leave. The artist alley was super, super cramped. It yeah. was actually inside of part of the, one of the parking structures. Oh, really? Oh, and what? it was super hot. Um, and so we got about halfway through artist alley. And the Hold problem, on. Why? Okay, where was it at? Uh, LA Convention Center. Why was it inside one of the parking structures? Because the West Hall, the, uh, the farthest mm. hall, um, had the entertainment. Uh, side so that yeah. was where all the fighting game tournaments and the arcade games and the voice acting stuff was on that side and then there was a bunch of other smaller rooms upstairs for like panels and auditorium so and then there was the just, main exhibit hall on the other end so it's just so massive yeah that it has to go out into anime the expo is like 100,000 people structure. per day it's it's a wow. big deal like so it's, wow. yeah that's big yeah it's that's a big nuts, deal that's dude it's, it's definitely insane. something that sorry, I, I mean, no, no, definitely no, something I want to apply for us for press next year and see if oh, yeah. a, a thing we can do because we like we talk about uh, mangas and we, we like do. manga. We could do that. Um, and then there's you will get me in because I am Sakamoto. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, that reminds I'm so perfect. me. I don't even need a badge. I did happen right to find a. Was there a Sakamoto cosplayer? Did you see any? I didn't see any cosplayers. I did find a body pillow. Wait a minute, hold so. on. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, I sent you guys. Did, did they picture. have one? I I saw uh, somebody else who went. They they found a um, they found Sensei though. They found yeah. um from suicide from suicide. Oh, not suicide. Oh, uh, uh, Koro Sensei. Uh, yeah, Koro Sensei. Assassination classroom. Yeah, suicide. one of our. Uh, I had a body pillow of that. 
Yeah, uh, that, yeah, I think so. Uh, oh yes. God, that's terrifying. Why would you want that? <laughs> he's adorable as long as he's yellow. Oh, um, the thing about Artist Alley is that it was super cramped, and so we only got halfway through it. But it was in the parking structure, and it was really warm. Um, uh, yeah, it was. It was hot this weekend. Yeah, it was bad. And but I did go specifically because Tyson Hess was there. Oh yeah, and uh, he did um, he boxer did. hockey. He did. He's doing Sonic right now. Okay, um, hold on. He did Diesel. Hockey? Diesel. That thank that, you. That we brought. Which that you brought, I got yeah. a signed copy of. For nice. free, but I gave him money for it. I'm like, don't give this away for free. It's too good. <laughs> you said two words that interested me. Boxer uh, hockey. Oh, yeah. I haven't brought boxer hockey yet. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, Webcomic time is next time. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was... But overall, it was just a really fun experience. It goes four days, and you could do... And it goes super late. Like, the, the exhibit hall closes at six, but you... Like, the convention center is open till almost 2 a.m. Oh, wow. Just doing stuff. Just so, cosplayers. Co- and panels. They have raves anime. and dances that you can go to. <laughs> of course they do. Um, it's just, it, it's a little different. Now, here's the other thing that I was trying to talk to people in the car, but everybody was super tired and didn't want to converse with me. Um, in anime cosplay, which is something that I feel like we should talk about more in Back Matters cosplay. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should make that a thing. Yeah. Um, but in, right. in anime cosplay, you tend to cosplay as best as you can as that character. Okay. There is not a whole lot of steampunk this and oh, cross gender gotcha. this and this kind of so thing. So like there's less of of putting your own spin on the character. Yeah, it's it's a lot of get as close to the character as you can and make you can make small changes. Obviously, we weren't dressed up as Pokémon. We were kind of taking our liberties with that, but at the same time, it was to represent that thing. You. I heard from people that went also that there was a lot of like non-anime Cosplay, yes. like there was Spider Man walking Spider-Man, around, Spider Gwen, Deadpool. There, like, where does that is that like a, a an off thing, well, or mean, is that like like no, that always Wars happens. Too. There is a lot of cosplay from a lot of different things. That being said, there's almost always an anime of everything, so you can make an argument for that. Um, but <laughs> there's cosplay definitely is cosplay. like an Iron Man anime and an X Men anime. Like, I could dress yeah. up as Lord Deathman. that's true um but yeah it's i mean cosplay is cosplay so yeah i definitely there was a lot of spider-man and stuff um but i feel like the anime version of cosplay is to faithfully represent your favorite characters um whereas the the cosplay version of like general comics is a lot of how do i take my favorite characters and and create something new with them yeah Yeah. I, i i don't know do you guys I mean, I know you haven't been to Anime Expo, but do you feel like on the other side? Do yeah, you- I don't usually see like a lot of dudes at Comic Con walking around being like, "I'm male Misty." Mostly, <laughs> unless they're doing it as like a joke. Like, There's definitely not a couple it. male Misties. But like, I but like, yeah, I, and mostly when I see like the 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 anime cosplays, it's normally like, "Hey, I may be a girl, but I'm dressing as boy Go Gohan or whatever right, yeah. it is." Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I feel like. I didn't see any steampunk and I didn't see any, well, this is what this character would be if they merged with this other character or like there was yeah. one guy that I think was he in a, Oh, he was in a Saitama, uh, a one punch man. Oh costume, yeah. But he, he had a Deadpool mask on. So <laughs> nice. this Deadpool one punch. Man. I um like one of my favorite things of cosplay is yeah. Putting your own personal twist on it, whether it's, like, well, I'm going to make the the guy or girl version of this, or I'm going to do the, you know, like, futuristic or old school or, or whatever it is. Um, but I, I do respect the, like, I'm going to get this costume as accurate as possible right. because, uh, like, one of the things I always kind of thought were, like, 
Ian's asked me, he's like, oh, well, like, would you ever cosplay as something? And I'm like, uh, like, I would want to, but I feel like I wouldn't. And, you know, why not? Because I feel like I wouldn't get the costume good enough or right enough to right. where I'm like, I don't want to be that guy who, like, wears the Superman t-shirt to, you know, and then she'd be like, well, I'm cosplaying as Superman. It's like, no, you're wearing a, it's fine. You like Superman, but you're not cosplaying <laughs> as him. Right. You know, you're <laughs> it's just a t-shirt. It's just a t-shirt, like, you know, um, and sometimes that I'm like, come on, man, like, if you're going to co- just, if you're going to cosplay, like, just go for it. Even, even if it ends up being like a crappy version of the right. costume, but if at least you're in the costume, you know, even if it's a store-bought, you know, fake muscle padded, you know, like yeah, costume, you know, just, oh, uh, it's great. Th- then it's like, okay, at least you're like, I'm dressed up as that character. I am that character, right. you know, but when it's like, oh no, I'm, I'm that one guy. Cause I'm. Who am I? T- I'm look. I'm comic books today because my thing says has onomatopoeia on it. And I, I, I don't know. Like I'm interested to see what Comic Con is going to be like because I've never been, um, and I don't know what the atmosphere is going to be like. It could be very you've, similar. Wait, you've never been to, to Comic Con? No, I've never been to Comic Con. Me either. Oh, so Got I'm excited. To go. <laughs> um, for those of you wondering, I didn't. I didn't buy a whole lot. Uh, I bought this sweet wristband that says Tank. Which, because I played a tank in World of Warcraft. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, did you give me my my Kenshin wall scroll? I did not get you a wall scroll. Dang I'm it. sorry. Did you get uh, me a, a body? They, what about an Inuyasha? I'll ask you one about ones? a panel. Uh, no, there was no. But I did get a stuffed yeah. Raichu, like a Raichu plushie. You monster. That lays down so it looks like he's looking up. So when you put him on your stomach, he's looking up at you. Oh. And he's just like, he's, he's You're huggable. a monster. He's a Raichu? Raichu. You forced it to evolve. You forced it against its will? I bought yeah. it that way. It was already evolved. Yeah, but that being said, no, I would have shoved it. Oh, that's it. right. You, so you, so you, just, you just go ahead and agree with forced evolutions then? Yes. You just don't want to be the man to do the dirty work. Um, I, w- I would say if you handed me a Pikachu, I'm going to ask, does that come with a Thunderstone? You're sick. <laughs> anyway. I'm uh, giving you sure. a Pichu now. Not a- even a Pikachu. Anyway, AX Enjoy was that. super fun, um, and it was a great experience, and if you are slightly into manga or, or anime, I highly recommend you go, because it's just a good time. Sweet. I, yeah, I definitely, I'm actually kind of a, like, bummed that I missed out. I kind of wanted to go, because I didn't think about it, because I always am like, oh, anime, yeah, I kind of like it, okay. But the more I think about it, I'm like, no, I know a lot more stuff, because of all the mangas we've read. Yeah. Like, You would recognize it more it. than a couple of things. Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, I'm excited. Like, And I mean, was there any kid as, um, God, what's the name of the guy? I can't even think of it now. Oh, Whatever. From what though? Uh, little Slugger. That's who I was thinking of. You ever watch Paranoia Agent? No. Uh, there was. Oh, it was a Little Slugger with a be- with a broken with a with a bent bat on uh, on rollerblades. Paranoia Agent, or am I thinking something else? Paranoia I- Agent's great. It's insane and weird. I used to watch yeah. it on like late night Adult Swim. It's great. Um, um, I saw something else that I don't know if it was Paranoia Agent. I know what you're talking about. Yes. I'll converse later with you. Okay. But anyway, it was super fun. <laughs> Sweet. Um. So, what else is going on? What else is new in the world of 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 us? Well, you, you you guys. I We're, finished Bone. You did. How, how, you how was it? All of Bone. How I, was it? I well, I didn't finish all of the like prequels and side stories and stuff like oh, that. Well. I finished, you like, finished the main, main storyline of Bone. How it's was it? Great. It's yeah? like out of ten. It gets Lord of the Ringsy in do, there. Do they get to Boneville? Uh, you, you know they don't. <laughs> Would you like to? <laughs> what? <laughs> Never. Well, <laughs> once um, clearly they were better off not getting. That. It's yeah. more focused on like Thorn and uh, there's a lot of intrigue and you know history and dragons and. When are we like gonna to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> How about you, Morty? Would you like to ride the bone train? Let's all get on the train. Why are we doing this bit? <laughs> 
Uh, no, it's it's really good though. Like, I I haven't felt like that about a book I think since I read Lord of the Rings the first time, or since I read like Chronicles oh, wow. of Narnia the first time. Okay, that's that's some so high it's, praise. It's up there. That's some high praise. Yeah, yeah, that's queued up and ready to go. That's some high praise. Uh, we are going to Comic Con. So yeah, Comic Con is coming up. Let's let me go chugga, ahead chugga, and chugga, just. Chugga, chugga, chugga. Yeah. You hear that knocking? That's me hitting my Comic Con badge. Yeah, you've been the fidgeting mic. with that badge all night. I'm very excited. You've been I'm so excited. Aligning the, the little press because thing I'm practicing because I want to make sure that the press thing but, is and, is and it'll be there. Correctly. And then you'll remove it and then you'll put it back I'm on. I'm so excited. Fall off in the hall somewhere I'm and he'll never so find it again. I'm so excited that I just can't hide it. I feel very tempted to just rip the sticker off it and put it on their crooked. No. If you do that, then I get to then I get to take your sticker, and you have to take mine. Oh my that's how, how? It's stuck on your thing. Okay, I'm going to trade right, you. Boys. All right, all right, do it all to right. both of them. So uh, you guys <laughs> are going to Comic Con all seven days and, and eleven lustrous nights. I'm going to be there all year. I'm going to be at Comic Con all year. Uh, so Chewie um, and I. Um, so this episode, yes. you will be listening to it. Uh, like what? Like a week? The week a week before, before Comic Con. We got a Comic Con, yeah. and the next episode after this episode will come out uh, right after. After Comic Con, so we'll, we'll be record recording right it. after. Yeah, so we'll do yeah, a Comic Con wrap up, let you know what we saw. But if you guys have something like you'd like us to do, we're thinking about. I mean, Chewie and I did an experiment, of, and I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, but Chewie and I did an experiment with one of our other podcasts. We periscoped uh, that podcast. But since Chewie and I are going to be walking around, um, what we're thinking about doing is, uh, at least, I'm, I mean, I maybe I'm proposing this too early, but uh, we're thinking about doing some live periscoping during yeah. that. And in Depending case Chewie, on the internet bandwidth, yeah, and in case Chewie and I, and also batteries on cell phones, but. If Chewie and I go separate ways, what we're thinking of doing <laughs> is splitting phones. it up between uh, the stuff and things, uh, actual uh, the podcast uh, handle, which is at Sat Podcast, um, and also the uh, four color commentary one, which is at Four Color Pod. Yeah. So we have two cams going, doing two. Di- if we do two different things, mostly probably we'll stick together. But if we do have those times, we can go and do that. Um, so we'll be accepting questions, or if you have things you want us to look for, say, "Hey, I heard this is happening. Let us know." You can um, yeah. you can tweet Start- at us. I mean, we have all that stuff. Please. Please let us know or even look into it. Even if you're nowhere near San Diego, but you're like, hey, I read that this is happening. Go look at it. Definitely start giving us stuff that you're interested in because uh, the way that Ian and I kind of go into this is what we like over the past uh, few Comic Cons, we've kind of like gotten it down. And at, at least for me anymore, it's been, an, I don't, I've got to look into see if it's even going to happen or whatever it's been like the the panel I got to see is the Kevin Smith panel and then, that's the only really big one that I have it, to see and then the other ones I'm kind of like whatever on so I I'm, believe some of our listeners have found our show thanks to that yeah panel, yes no right? exactly 10k exactly. actually yeah 10k really? we were talking because about he was listening to that yeah mm-hmm. um but but you know so I kind of float around we, we float around and base what we want to do just based off what we want to do at that point oh. so if you guys start getting at us and letting us know kind of what you're interested in seeing what you're interested in learning about that can give us some direction of like okay let's go find out about this Let's we will go. be your comic-con avatars yeah ex- exactly so please definitely start and there will be no us. there will be no no jig sully there will be only walking around in a blue cat costume yeah <laughs> that way we. i didn't get it <laughs> I, I, the movie avatar do you remember that movie yeah. with the space cats <sighs> i try, try not, not to, to yeah. <laughs> i didn't like it either but uh, i saw yeah. it twice in theaters start, in three dimensions start giving us stuff uh, start, you know, kind of giving us some direction there. But um, 
they're doing the Eisner Awards there. Yes, they're, crazy. But uh, it's they got the nominations list out, and it's super long. But like you have like Cy Spurrier and uh, Jeff Stokely uh, up there for the Spire. Mm-hmm. You have like uh, for best uh, w- one of them for like best uh, ongoing series or for best series. Um, I'm probably butchering some of the actual titles, but it's. Um, it's Southern Bastards is nominated as well. Um, you have, I think it's, uh, what is it, Fabio Moon and, and Gabriel Ba oh, doing yeah. Two Brothers wow. as like an adaptation. Or I'm sorry, is it Two Brothers two, or just two, Brothers? It's it's Two, two Brothers. Two Brothers. <laughs> it's just, two, just two, two Brothers. Two brothers. Just Two Brothers. Just running. Um, <laughs> but um, you have, uh, you have uh, oh man, uh, Brubaker on there for the fade out. You know, you have uh, some definitely some names you like definitely like recognize and see up there, and you you have some uh, some some newer stuff as well. You know, you also have um, the nominations for the Harvey Awards. Yeah, um, came out, and those are going to coincide with the Baltimore Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, but Valiant getting a lot of nominations on that one, um, as well as some of the people that you know we are used to seeing as well. Some of the same people mentioned. So you have Fiona Staples, but under best series for, uh, the Eisner awards, you also have like giant days. You have, uh, paper girls. Um, you wow. have Southern bastards. A lot of stuff we've read. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Thanks Ryan. <laughs> and Chewie for Southern bastards. Who else? Well, that was also, I think T shaped visor. Sent us that like, one. Hey, like, you know, check this out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were some other stuff that that we had read here. Just kind of skimming through the list here. Um, you also had best anthologies. You have uh, for, we have Bendette. We have um, yeah. let's see. We haven't read it yet, but we talked about it. Sex Castle. Um, you got Super Mutant Magic Academy, which we never <laughs> actually yeah. read for the show. Didn't get actually get a hold of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got some uh, some pretty cool some dead uh, unbeatable squirrel girl, which we haven't read. Uh, Bitch planet, oh yeah, uh, you know. So it's it's pretty cool. Good stuff some good stuff on there. Some really good stuff. Silver on there. Surfer for best continuing series. Really, Dan Slott and Mike Michael Allred. Wow, Michael. and then Invincible. Yeah, so the best continuing series nominees are Ben Dett. Giant Days, Invincible, Silver Server, uh, so Silver Surfer, <laughs> and Southern Bastards. So all books that we have read. Wow, <laughs> neat, neat. That's pretty rad, right? Awesome. That's um, really rad. But yeah, so there's there's a long list, and you can go ahead and check it out. Uh, it's just the 2016 Eisner Award uh, nominees, and those will be at um, Comic Con. That's where they're going to hold those. Oh, the Baltimore Comic Con. No, that's the Eisner. Oh, the Eisner Awards. Oh, the Eisner Awards. I thought you were reading the Harveys. Oh, I thought you were reading the Harveys. Okay. So, well, any anybody else have any other any other neat little facts before we head off into the night? Hey, Comic Con. I this is not really related to comics at all, actually. But I started a newsletter where I send you email emails every week. That recommend music to you. Yes, Ryan is very passionate about Ryan. Uh, he doesn't talk about a lot on the show, but Ryan no, is don't. very passionate about comics, film, and music. Of, of most me. of all, I would argue. Um, but yeah, so how do people get uh, subscribed to that? Sure, they, if you uh, if you look me up on Twitter at Ryan Roop R Y A N R U P P E, it's it's there. If you go to tinyletter.com forward slash melodic X, that's M E L O D I C E X, you can subscribe, and I'll send you an email every Monday morning with. Hey, here's some music you should listen to with links to Bandcamp and Spotify and 
iTunes. Sweet. Well, be sure to subscribe to uh, Ryan's uh, really awesome newsletter if you like music and good stuff. He's a great recommend recommender recommender of music. Sure, uh, we'll say that. So, um, so uh, th- that's going to probably wrap us up for this issue of Four Color Commentary. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, as a reminder, we will be at Comic Con. Chu and I will be there all the days. Uh, so if you happen to be living in the San Diego area or are visiting San Diego area for Comic Con, please feel free to tweet out at us. We will be happy to meet up with you. Um, and uh, I think Alan and Ryan are going to we're going to get them to sneak in a couple days as well. Yeah. Uh, if, if we can, we'll go in the back sneak door. in. We have badges. We have no, badges. I, I, we're official. I Just, don't have mine. Uh, you should probably in. check your uh, address that you put on file. It could be your parents. We'll, we'll, your ta- parents we'll talk house? about that later. That's Perhaps. a good question. Anyway, anyway, we'll look into that. But uh, before we go, we want to give you a preview of the books we're going to be reading next time, our post-Comic-Con show. Um, and so uh, for First Prince, we're going to actually be doing another superhero book. Um, we're going to be doing one we've read, one issue of way back when, issue six, but uh, I think we're going to be reading the first five or six issues, the first trade of Matt Fraction and David uh, Aja. Aha, I don't know how to say that. Aja. Aja. Sure. So Aja. Aja. David Aja's Hawkeye. So it, it's not your traditional superhero comic. I think you, if you guys are being like, oh, another superhero book and you don't like superhero books give this one a shot it's actually pretty darn good uh so that's what we're gonna be doing for first prince uh alan yep you start us off as always what are you gonna bring for here's my issue next time uh, i challenge you bring it it is webcomic time hey hey webcomics. i like those um so it's a webcomic time and i'm going to uh continue bringing uh the comics from uh people who were on strip search from penny arcade at one point it's worked out so far so far they've all been pretty good and i hope this one is the same um actually read a little bit of it and it's pretty fun um so this one is called click refresh uh click is spelled c uh c-l-i-q-u-e r-e-f-r-e-s-h uh click refresh.com um the artist is amy t falcone or falcone i'm pretty sure it's falcone um and it's about a girl who plays like an mmo but it's also about her moving out on her own so imagine mm. uh uh octopus pie and uh and like in real life mixing together oh, sort of interesting could be fun cool true what about you i'm gonna bring a uh an image book um it is called spread and i'm gonna bring spread number one uh story by justin jordan art by kyle strom um this was released in 2014, but um, it's it's been it's still going, still going, and, the, and it seems definitely like a chewy book. So that's spread number one. There's lots of blood on the cover, so be aware. Uh-oh. There you go. Oh boy. Uh, so for me, in my rotation, it's time to make mine Marvel, and I'm going to be bringing a Marvel book. This was actually recommended by one of our uh, listeners. Unfortunately, I was trying to find your email. I couldn't remember. It might it might be even 10K or uh, T-Shape Vise or maybe one of those two guys. But somebody recommended me uh, to read this a while ago um, when we're talking about Marvel books, and uh, it's a character that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I'm going to be bringing uh, Daredevil number one. This is the 2015 run uh, written yeah. by uh, Charles Soule and art by uh, Ron Garney. Uh, I was taking a look at the preview for this image. For this, I think you guys are really going to dig the art for sure. The first two pages of this book like just sold me on it. So uh, again, Daredevil number one, that's the 2015 run uh, written by Charles Soule and art by Ron Garney. Uh, I am going to bring a a weird book this time. This uh, time? Weird yeah, book? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, really, really exceedingly weird. Oh, great. Uh, so Alan's going to just love it. Uh, it's called Master Plasty. Okay. Uh, and it is uh, by a guy named James Harvey, um, who actually did the character designs on the We Are, Wa- we Are Robin comic. So, Ooh, okay, uh, cool. I actually really like this. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'll be bringing that. It's a one shot book. 
All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another uh, issue of Four Color Commentary. And uh, we want to invite you back next time and also to San Diego Comic Con if you're nearby. Please come stop it by. We're going to keep pushing it at you. Uh, But we want to invite you back next time to the only podcast where we think that uh, good old Cockney Jimmy Bond is way better than his fancy brother James. He's way, way cooler. Wait, are they both named James? Yes. It's confusing. James and Jimmy. (laughs) Oi, I can't do British accents. I can't. I'm Alan. (laughs) And it's Jimmy Bond here. Here to tell you about Chewy signing off, bruv. Uh, Who's that in it? Who's that? <laughs> Who are you? It's me, Dick Van Dyke. Mary Poppins. Just kidding, it's me. Ian. <laughs> oh, I'm not even gonna try. It. I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stay near me, everybody. Goodbye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.